3: Hey there, Thunder Buddies and Travelers Down Thunder Road. It's us, Days of Thunder, the WCW Thunder Rewatch Podcast that you didn't ask for, but we did anyway, coming to you as part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network and powered by a large man appears.com. I'm your host, your lifeguard on Thunder Road, Dave Ryan. And I'm joined as I am every week by my faithful co host, Kieran LaFour. Kieran, how are you?
2: Uh, I'm doing all right. I uh, mostly try not to melt, to be honest.
3: Yeah it's uh it's been a tough one it's it's probably like it's great weather for bash at the beach but it's not great weather for podcast recording
2: uh yes I am very very <laughs> grateful that the noise reduction on my microphone is cutting out my fan for the recording so uh, yeah I'll be all right how how are you like <laughs> I'm you
3: know, I'm pretty good uh, my birthday is the day we're recording this um and it was like it's probably the most sensationally uneventful birthday of my life because I think for the first time in a number of years, I didn't take the day off or necessarily do anything because like mm. both me and Emma were both working all day. So it was literally like I started the day uh, with the just glorious task of bringing my cat to the vet to get stitches out of his ears. <laughs> That's just, What a you know, treat. Just, it's just, and it's all glamour around here. I'd say it's a superstar life I lead. Uh, then a full day of work. And then, but, I, you know, we did treat ourselves to a takeaway. And uh, now I'm chill. I've got an adult beverage. Uh, I've got a regular Coke Z. I'm good to go. Karen. after your appearance on the show last week, um, I, I, how how did you find your, uh, you know, breaking yourself in on thunder? And are there any more kind of like, are, are there things you left on the table, cards you left on the table, things that went unsaid that have been kind of eaten away at you since?
2: No, not really. But like, We talk about a lot of bad wrestling and and bad presentation and stuff on the show. And I thought we could do something where we start, start positively, like praising things we like. Okay. So for example, you know, like on this show, Bash at the Beach, we're kind of skipping ahead a bit, but like, I thought Michael Buffer just knocked it out of the park. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa. Don't matter. It's a it's step on
1: Hang on, I'm not having this. What it, the fuck it, has it, happened to this show in my absence? The hell? Michael by, Buffer
3: praise? By god, is that stagger <laughs> Lee Malone's music?
2: <laughs> Lee, how the fuck are you, buddy? I mean, I'm I'm not happy. <laughs> of all the things to get him back to the show, yeah, yeah, That's I what it back. took. All
3: it, all it would have taken is just someone <laughs> to praise any of the Garrett, Aaron, anyone just to mention Buffer in a positive light,
1: it's like the fucking bat signal over Gotham. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I can stand only so much. then and, <laughs> and uh, can I can't stand no-, no more. <laughs> uh Listen, I am. Um, ecstatic absolutely ecstatic to be back on your birthday no less yeah what a present i mean i don't have to buy anything now
0: he
1: mm. didn't pop out of a cake
3: which is slightly disappointing no well that's you know that's for the after show i mean we, uh, we, we, don't, we don't do cake bits that's on the, on the, the Patreon. We, we put that stuff behind the paywall you better believe it Twenty twenty
1: 20 for the uh the lens doing his full happy birthday mr
3: president
0: routine <laughs> Oh, way we we've undercut
3: Lee's serious uh I'm happy to be back with like implying he's some sort of exotic dancer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> I won't deny those allegations.
3: <laughs>
1: Can't confirm or deny.
3: <laughs> he only came uh... back because the spirit the local spearman rhino closed down. <laughs>
1: i gotta make a living somehow he's off the pole and
2: back on the mic (laughs) (laughs) oh god what is he doing with that mic stand (laughs) 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 if you listen you can faintly hear the sounds of do you think
1: i'm sexy playing (laughs) that's what people can't see is me gyrating for an
2: hour and a half every time i'm on this podcast (laughs) You could probably do a pretty good stripper routine to that uh, Bischoff music. <laughs> to be honest, it's got that—it's got that kind of vibe. <laughs> it's taken five minutes to go completely off the rails. Uh, <laughs> oh listen. God! This show went it. off
1: the rails within five minutes of the
0: starting. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Back in episode one. But yes, pal,
3: you have been missed very dearly. Um, I know people are going to be delighted to hear that you're back. No, I don't.
1: <laughs> uh, no i'm I'm delighted to be back um hopefully permanently um unless kieran has actually replaced me oh Who knows? no i've, I've
2: we'll got see. my own weekly show to do and uh yeah. you know monthly appearances elsewhere to do i don't need a third third project yeah,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> got, here have your seat back i've kept it
1: <laughs> i could sense that regret after you
2: sent that tweet saying i'd like to talk about bash at the beach and then yeah. I said, well, oh, yeah, let's yeah. do it. It was, you know, I, it was I, kind of like, you know, Dave was still <laughs> going to be in, in trouble for a co-host, yeah. you know. I
3: think you uh, I, I think you kind of like you got that kind of brash confidence of like, you know, the first Thunder I volunteered for wasn't so bad. Like, how bad could this pay-per-view be? Exactly. Uh, then right? we, I think we all found out. I mean, coming from the Nitro, WCW was on an upswing fr- yeah. through that Thunder. <laughs> I'm on the I'm nicely in the middle here because like as we chronicled on the last episode of Thunder, like you watched a hell of a lot of TV in the build-up to this pay-per-view. Hmm. Uh, whereas Lee I've watched
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched one Thunder since the last pay-per-view.
3: Yeah. You like to say you are going to be lost, because we've even done a we've even done a Knights of Nitro since yeah. the pay-per-view. Um I think it's what... two tu-
1: two thunders and a Knights of Nitro
3: I missed. Yeah. How much of a like shock to the system was it trying to figure out what was going on here
1: well the, the main event angle i remember from watching at the time yeah the rest of the card nope <laughs>
3: <laughs> which is funny because it actually was one of the they telegraphed everything on the tv for once that you like you know kieran got the the full uh full rundown the full yeah. rundown correctly the and that on.
2: was that was only from watching like the the prior Thunder, the Nitro and then Thunder 70 the one, the, the go home for this show mm. and they successfully mentioned and promoted all eight matches that were on the card
3: P- Purely by accident I'm
2: assuming Yes, yes
1: yeah. Well I mean everything revolves around Ric Flair so
3: <laughs> Yes were, Was there like a little bit of a hope in your head that by the time you came back at least like some of this stuff would have been sundown like the RPVP rick flair situation or
1: i i had genuinely forgot about rpvp and <laughs> the whole units involving flair and Aaron and piper and it, the, f- uh, the feud with bagwell i thought
3: very much of you when i saw like what is lee going to think when he sees david flair coming out with the united states
1: championship i'm gonna think i missed it an historic moment <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> You're not gonna start becoming for David Flair what a uh, Garrett is to Dom Mysterio. You're not gonna be like the one David Flair defender, are you? I mean
1: there's more than one of us. Because
3: like we might have to think about your
1: probationary
3: <laughs> status here on the
1: to, to quote uh, one Tobias F- yeah Fionke, there's <laughs> dozens of us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Great. Now everybody's thinking of David Flair and cutoff, so let's move on. And actually, start talking about this pay per view, uh, gentlemen. This is the first three hander pay per view, so uh, feel free to jump in where appropriate. But I will, I will throw uh, around the, uh, the the virtual table here as much as I can. Um, this is Bash at the Beach, nineteen ninety nine, from Sunrise, Florida, eleventh of July, or eleventh of July? Yeah, eleventh of July, nineteen ninety nine. One hundred and seventy five thousand buys, according to WrestleLamics. So. Healthy, but uh not not necessarily uh it's still it's interesting watching that kind of like so um Brandon Thurston has like a graph, uh that kind of like a bar graph of all the 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 pay-per-view buys. And you can mm. see it like nice and building all the way 96, 97, 98. <laughs> and here it's still kind of like it's like a bit of a wavy, kind of like it is dipping overall, but there's still some kind of oh they could still make a turn here. Uh, before it absolutely cranes off a cliff. So 175,000 buys, Uh nothing to be nothing to be sniffed at necessarily. The
2: thing that surprised me was there were thirteen and a half thousand people in the building. Like that's not to be yeah. sniffed at. That at at that, all.
1: that no. that's the, the first takeaway I took from the show was man, this is a big building and it's full. Mm. It's a big, full and yet eerily quiet building for
3: a
0: lot of the
1: nice. Well, there was um, one person that was very over at one stage. Yeah, that wasn't on the show. Yeah, there's like,
3: there's um, this is I think the most I've commented on a crowd, uh, in my notes where there's like frequent. I'm just going, these fuckers are dead. But like, I can't blame them. I can't blame them one bit because what do they have to be losing their minds over? It's the usual WCW thing of they're relying on you know, certain people in certain spots that regardless of what kind of shit they're in storyline wise, that they'll get their big pop and their big reaction just because it's them.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: But it's funny because I I was actually thinking as I was setting up for recording this is like, if you think about the go home week of television, Kieran, the Mm. biggest two promoted names on television that week were Bret Hart and Goldberg. Yes. Who are (laughs) not here. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the appropriately Sorry, named so not appearing <laughs> Brett, at this
3: pay-per-view bret hart and goldberg both returned on nitro uh goldberg what, oh, what did goldberg do did none of he, this oh, he was just, mentioned on the pay-per-view goldberg came was played out by megadeth
2: yeah so that it was the life before it was at the georgia Dome. it yeah. was uh brett's return promo after About owen's death yeah um where they just gave him a mic and said you've got as long as you want um, okay. And uh, By the way, unadvertised return. Unadvertised, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the live performance of Crush em by Megadeth from Universal, the unspecified sequel, as we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they finish the song, uh, the stage fills with smoke and Goldberg comes out yelling, I'm back. And then they cut immediately to commercial. Yeah.
3: And neither man appeared on Thunder and neither nope. man is on this pay-per-view. Nope they showed the brett speech on thunder but they mm. didn't they didn't show goldberg at all
2: well they didn't show it on the yes. network yes so oh, i yeah, was them, I, yeah. as i've done with this i was watching the the broadcast version and uh, they they show it on that but because it contains a copyrighted song um it got cut from the network even though there's plenty of time in that segment where after megadeth fuck off for them to put a cut in And just show Goldberg coming out.
3: I would have loved if they kept the whole thing in and they just like overdubbed Megadeth, one of those terrible (laughs) network stock tracks (laughs) just tried
2: to make it, tried to make it work. Just do the B team NWO music. uh, Well, I mean, so this show, I again, didn't watch the network version. I got a, 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 I think I have um, a rip of the VHS, the, um, Mm. the, the commercial VHS. And talking of bad music, it starts with an opening video, video to a knockoff of "Walk" by Pantera. Oh, is that what the original That's was? That's
1: what the, the, or the
3: intro was. Yeah, yeah, a
2: Jimmy Hart version. I called it "Stumble" by Pantera. Hmm. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and it's 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 all about the thing about this video package, and this I I assume oh. was a getting at you as a video editor, is like. <laughs> It it was all about one feud, which was the Team Madness versus Sting and Nash match. That's main eventing tonight. But the way it was edited, yeah. I watched TV. I watched all the Thunders and at least one of the Nitros building up to this. And this video package did not give me a clue about what this feud was about.
2: No, that was my... that's So my first note is about the song. My second note is that it doesn't even tell a story. It's just incidents that have occurred between these players in the, in yeah. the main event. Yeah. And, and it's like a succession of GIFs. <laughs> pretty much yeah like, the, like every match on this show gets some sort of build-up clip or video package yeah they mm-hmm. are all appalling yeah they are, they really all... are. so have you ever seen like any old movie trailers where they were basically they'd be like five minutes long and it would be like three scenes from the movie in full and yeah. then the title at the end of the coming soon to this picture house in a world. The yeah not even that before that like, I'm talking like... Oh, like know, full
3: preview. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. yeah where they from give like you the 50s the, and whole 60s. Plot, the whole yeah. plot of the movie, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly that. And all of the videos on this show were like that. It was just uned- unedited shit from Nitro and or Thunder. Yeah. Including errors left in.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lee, it, something that we have been big fans of on the show going back to the year dot uh, are the pay-per-view sets. And Bash mm-hmm. Beach is one of our favourites. Uh, how did you enjoy this iteration, including Mean Gene's bait shop?
1: <laughs> I mean, if that's not a shot at the hotline, I don't know what is. <laughs> um,
3: that's where he's actually in that shack with like a red phone on a table.
1: That's just the, the just him, the him and Mark Madden. there making up rumors. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I like the new Bash of the Beach logo. I think I'm pretty sure it's a new logo, and uh, like the new coloring on it at least. Yeah, um, and yeah, the set the set is it's basic by wcw standards i think mm. but it's good yeah it's still
3: something different isn't it and the mean the yeah you
2: know?
3: yeah exactly and like again it's another one of those things that like it's a stark contrast to now you know mm. yeah um speaking of like something where they're making a little bit of extra effort it is hawaiian shirts a go-go at the commentary station <laughs> this is just fabulous um Bobby has one of his one of his good lines. He has a couple of good lines tonight, but one of his good lines: "The only thing that's bright in Florida is the sun uh, and me, of course." Yeah. <laughs> uh, realizing he was accidentally burying himself, I, um, I I thought Bobby had a
1: very good night. I thought so this was I look but, yeah by his nineteen ninety nine standards, I yes, thought he was very yes. good.
3: Yeah, like it's still he... nothing on ninety eight or years before. Like he is still declining. A year on year trend overall is still mm-hmm, declining. Mm-hmm. but like yeah, compared to like we've been stuck with Larry now on Thunder for some months and that's like that's just it's no
2: comparison he pops Tony like three minutes in like he's asking yeah. have you ever been to a junkyard and Tony's like of course I have and he's like I haven't mm. why would I go to a junkyard
3: <laughs> something that was uh, very much um, until you said it in the previews because they they either didn't mention it on the go home Thunder or they really just mentioned it in passing one of the things they promote on this show is the boxing match with yeah. uh, referee Mills Lane And I was just like My god Are they like This is what Several so- months after Bark Gunn got knocked on his ass And they were like You know what The problem with Brawl for All Is that Roddy
1: Piper wasn't in it <laughs> So let's run it back Well like the, I, I obviously coming in cold I was like Oh Mills Lane Like this must be the peak of Celebrity death match." That was my first thought and, and then I was thinking about it I was like no, no, Celebrity Deathmatch was, like, earlier than this. But that's also not what he's promoting. Yeah, and then it's, like, Judge Mills Lane. I'm like, that, yeah. what? Yeah, <laughs> like,
3: I, I had a, I had a note written, because it was a couple of seconds before they mentioned why. They showed a preview clip of him coming out in the judge's robes, and I was like, why is Mills Lane dressed like a Victorian ghost child? <laughs> one one uh, of and, Reggie Hardy's kids. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then when he comes out on the bed they're like, oh, it's Judge... Mills Lane, and then I, I ended up, they didn't even go further with that explanation, I did end up googling it I was like, oh okay, they were doing like a Judge Judy type thing, which they also make a joke about later mm. but uh, yeah, I was just like, oh my god a fucking boxing match, and fucking Piper, anyway uh, me and Gene, ready to party he's he's going to be partying in that bait shop all night uh, he's got breaking news would you believe it, it's on the hotline just for $1.69 per minute Um, see nice.
2: I yeah. don't get any mean gene stuff on the uh, on the VHS at all. He's completely yeah. absent from. Oh, what really? I watched. Yep, wasn't does there he, at all.
3: Oh, does he? I wonder. Does he get cut out because of the whole like? Obviously, they can't. You know the ah, uh, because it's a commercial
1: can't. release and they don't want people calling up a yeah yeah hotline. They want, yeah. they want to be Which is it also it. makes it weird that the network just fucking kept
3: it in and just put a really bad graphic over it saying number no Don't number call this. Number yeah, number's dead. Even though the number like is still blatantly visible on the screen I think they,
1: they, they blurred out the Canadian number for
0: yeah. no apparent reason
3: <laughs> that was a bit like we referenced them already but that was a bit that Alvarez did at one stage he rang the Mean Gene hotline on the air once and it turned out to be a, a shall we say an adult party line <laughs>
2: I I tried the same thing with Andy Ogden when we were reviewing uh, (laughs) UWA Wrestling Rampage we rang the UWA hotline while recording (laughs) Uh, unfortunately number is long since disconnected we didn't get anything
3: I I was actually I did a rehash on the the Patreon recently and they were talking about the hotline way back then and like the degree to which they are not arsed about this thing by comparison like they had uh, Crockett had like a, a weekly schedule Mm. Like every mm-hmm. day of the week, you got somebody different. Like, so there was one day that was um, Eddie Gilbert and Missy. Yeah. Um, there was one like day Paul that was a Paul Heyman day. Was a Paul a day. Gordon was...
2: Soley, boring day. Yeah,
3: yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody had a day of the week and they all had a different like flavor to them. Whereas now it's just like uh, Mean Gene is going to be telling you about Sin, Sin, Nat, E. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Um, yeah, but it's
2: like that that was all kind of like tied to gene's pay wasn't it yes like making so, that a success made him money yeah.
3: and it's always like about who's backstage and i i course, would yeah. love would love to hear the story of the child who absolutely ruined their parents phone bill to hear that johnny grunge and flyboy Rocco rock were <laughs> <laughs>
2: backstage
3: That's i bet so he really sold it for world tag team champions shot. from
2: somewhere else are here yeah
3: that <laughs> child was trying to emulate the grunge. Um, oh, Jesus, <laughs> so um, today says he was tipped off about the location of a junkyard, which I love because that implies prior to that it was going to be a match that took place shrouded in mystery that we were never going to see, which was a better version of reality, I think
0: camera crew I wonder running what was around the...
2: Florida hunting for junkyards to find Did... where these men are fighting yeah, I... Spe-
1: on, yes, I was sorry. just going to say I, was, I wonder was it the helicopter hovering over fucking heads with a camera and, and a big fucking light shining down <laughs> deafening roar of the
3: helicopter <laughs> propeller during this whole match fuck we'll talk about that mm. speaking of things that probably raise your hackles here in this the audio editing during that match is going to be a fun thing to talk about um That was the least of its problems. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's to be fair. Did uh, did we take any time to look at the spray paint on the cars in uh, this car park? Because I got one that was my favorite thing that I've ever seen written on something in WCW before and uh, speaks to a number of the people that were taking part in the match. And that was something that was written on the hood of a car saying, number one boomer. (laughs) Jesus. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. (laughs) And in this junkyard match... You have to, uh, they, they let us know that the rules are going to be, you have to uh, climb the fence to win. Whether you have the lemon tree with you or not, uh, you have to get over that fence and you're done. Um, we done. open up with a true Matt Classic. What a way to welcome Lee back to the show. Then the cat with Sonny Odo versus the Disco Inferno. And and really, Lee, you've missed some of the rise to prominence of the cat. And by prominence, I mean, he's just all over the TV and no more over <laughs> than he was Well, I mean. Ago.
1: That continues right through the death of WCW. Oh, good um, lord, it does. Yeah, so th- it's it's this... kind
3: of better when he's the commissioner, he's not really wrestling. <laughs>
1: well, this angle doesn't get paid off to, what next January,
0: mm.
1: I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you've this, got the... six
2: more months of this, yeah. The,
1: like the, the James Brown appearance that they do not advertise, is... yeah.
3: Yeah. Plate. Also, do the math. We do a show every two weeks. We've got twelve more months of this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Welcome back, Lee.
1: <laughs> Actually, now that I look at my
3: calendar, Sorry, I I've, might be off. No, couple... <laughs> I, I I locked the door as soon as he
1: came in. <laughs> um. Yeah, the cat man. Um,
3: yeah. Now, if his fucking... gimmick was the cat man, like Mac, and it's always sunny
1: <laughs> when he's the <laughs> night man yes the cat the man another one of Brad Armstrong's gimmicks yeah uh, <laughs> yeah no, well, this, Jack this,
2: Victories he seems to be under a thousand masks <laughs>
1: this um this match fucking sucked <laughs> um, can,
3: can we talk about how they basically did a here's what you could have won on the way down and told us oh this match originally did have a stip
1: yeah no it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the original stip was the loser can't dance anymore and then somebody in the back went, but, but, but what do we do with this goal if you can't dance?
3: They obviously oh, immediately realized they booked <laughs> themselves into a corner. <laughs> like, it's like if you take dancing away from it's man, they've got nothing. I'd argue like they a, don't like have a, anything
2: anyway. I thought it was like a mafia thing. Like, they keep the step, and to make sure he couldn't dance, someone am come out with a sledgehammer to the kneecap. <laughs>
3: was this something
2: they mentioned on Nitro, the, the dancing thing? Nope. Okay, so this was no. clearly
3: devised <laughs>
2: between Thunder and the pay-per-view. So, uh, I, 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 I gotta believe it was this... mentioned on Saturday night. Okay. Oh my and, god. And on the main event pre-show, so it had been a stip for 24 so hours and they... then they got rid of it.
3: Oh, perfect. Perfect. I, 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 like, so I... there's a chance that like 99.9% of people watching this
1: would have had no idea
2: yep. that
3: there was going to be a stip at any stage.
2: And that includes all three of us.
3: Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I gotta believe this is a step they tried to do before with disco because they absolutely had to have done like an Alex Wright can't dance anymore stip hmm. oh yeah, that's probably. it
3: you um you missed the revelation that Berlin has debuted and undebuted in the last month were you gone for that Lee yep yep yeah yeah that's fun we'll see him again though for his actual debut when it's not <laughs> the worst time debut in maybe the history of professional wrestling um, the uh, there is the cat oh his promo here before we start the crap actually I know you were getting ready to lay into it but I love that the cat is trying to act tough and do his promo however you whoop out anybody's ass and there's one either woman or child screaming at the top of their lungs the cat is crap so loudly that it's picked up on the microphone <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Randy Anderson looked like he might fall asleep this <laughs> is the opening contest I think the, the most interesting part about the start of this is that the Cats entrance team is dubbed over for his entrance. Yeah. But then when he dances,
0: they play it's his not. entrance
1: team.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the production intern just got the note, look, double the entrances. There's again, like my...
3: that uh, overworked intern we've talked about in Stanford before. Like he's definitely doing a... Right. Double at the start. Fast forward to where I can see a pinfall on the on the bar. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> like that's that's it. It's not my fault that the music breaks out again, because, yeah, he does declare a dance off at the start of this, which like I momentarily groaned at, But then I was like, actually, if they do a dance off, it'll be over quicker. So I was kind of OK
2: with it. And then it broke out into a match. So it was the worst of both worlds. Before we get into the quote unquote action, mm-hmm. can I take a moment for Disco Inferno's outfit? Disco Inferno, the walking green screen you could shoot a fucking Marvel movie in front of. Yeah,
3: <laughs> good Lord. This feels like if you get
2: like, I suppose with the network version, it's a
3: high enough like upscaling like, that you probably could project some stuff yeah. onto yeah. it for fun. <laughs> but not okay, talent. No, that, that no, you could, you couldn't project talent onto it, that's for sure. Some
1: Somebody needs to project a stardom match onto his tights. Yeah, you, know, awesome. you know the
3: way people are trying to do get the a copyright suit going with Twitter? Like you could post like an entire John Wick movie on Disco Inferno.
1: <laughs> Actually, I watched the first John Wick movie in the past two weeks. Wait, you'd never seen it before? Oh, I've never seen a John Wick movie oh. up until recently. And
3: your life is different now?
1: Oh, it's totally changed.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, great franchise. Apart from th- I don't like three.
3: I don't um, like two. You don't like two? Oh.
2: I don't like two. No. Because once you see the patterns of the fights, you can't unsee it. They all mm. they all go exactly the same. And um, that's what somebody said
1: to me. I was I was talking to a friend of mine and I was like, oh, watch on Wikipedia. And you're like, yeah, they're good, but they're all the same.
2: <laughs> they live within a certain narrow universe, let's say. Uh I thought we we get a Dave, it's happened again. <laughs> it's turned into a movie podcast. I'm uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'd rather that than talk about this match. Uh, I thought number four was excellent, though. Yeah, really, I it's like four. it's the most beautiful action movie I've ever seen. Some of like the okay. framing and cinematography, and it's, it and like it's just
3: even for a John Wick movie, it's yeah. excessive.
2: Yeah,
0: and that was uh,
3: my my argument. My like the cast co host they were like, "Oh, it's a bit too long," and I was like, "No, that's the point.
2: Everything is excess in this movie. It should be too long." I didn't notice the length, but I did need to go and have a piss in the middle.
3: Yeah, I think there was two. I was talking. There was two fights in it that, like, I think went on maybe a minute too long. There was like the one early. It was like one at the end of Act One, and then there's the one on the steps as well. It goes on like yes. one turn or like one round too much, should yeah, we say? Yeah, but I won't say. I won't spoil it on uh, yeah. on Lee here. John Wick kills a bunch of dudes. Shocker. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, they do their dance off, and the very funny thing that we've both alluded to, or we've. All alluded to here is that for two men that were given dancing gimmicks neither man can
2: really dance so no. i think disco's supposed to be the baby face here right
0: yes okay TV... uh, yeah that was, that was of my question face. right
2: so on the the in the recap video beforehand they show their previous dance off from nitro or a nitro mm. and um shivani the baby face commentator when when uh disco starts dancing goes well, he's not really dancing he's just sort of wiggling his hips around a bit yeah
3: I, I think that's like he's supposed to be sort of a baby face now but also no one likes him
2: yeah and i think uh, that
3: extends to the crew yeah uh cat looks genuinely awful doing his his dancing mm. um and disco, I suppose technically what he's doing is less like it's less shit, but it's also he's doing less, and it's an even more dated dance, so it's in, like it's a it,
2: like dance from twenty years ago, yeah
3: yeah, so it like it is bad, uh the cat tries to sneak attack him during his dance, disco ducks, and we have a match sadly uh disco stomps on cat's hat uh, whips the cat into the corner where he baseball slides outside um. Pair of atomic drops from disco. Cat is down, cover, kick out. Uh, cat gets some bad offense in. He chokes disco with his hands and then his feet gets broken up. He throws disco out of the ring. Sonny does his usual getting the brogues in. Um, cat hits a low blow and the ref is just fine with it. There's like, yeah, there's we have long since become unmoored from a consistency in rules, and there are so many like latent disqualifications on this this show show,
2: this show up and down oh my god it's not the
1: show it's the whole company
2: yeah i bet
3: the rules the concept of a legal man in a tag match it's all gone it's Mm -hmm. long gone and it's not coming back uh there was a moment during the eight man later which is one of the moments where i prayed for the sweet release of the void to come take me um (laughs) Where like t- uh, Tony and Brain are like uh, he's not the legal man, no he is. I don't know. Like there's a, they yeah.
1: just they genuinely yeah, they just don't know they don't who the legal they, man they don't is. keep track yeah
3: yeah and well look if the wrestlers aren't why should they you know um so Sonny boots him a bunch outside hits the low blow ref is fine with it stomps in the corner uh, t- Tony uh, like promise or threat hypes up that a Bash of the Beach is an unpredictable pay per view. Um, which I yeah. find quite ironic during this match that
2: looked like it was going to be bad and turned out to be bad. <laughs> he was trying to allude to it being like, this is where the NWO debuted like three years ago. Yeah. But that's like... You, you,
3: you shouldn't be opening your show by making those comparisons. Like, go, well, it, who's going it... to debut on this show? Flyboy Rocko Rock. Go, rock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> In WCW, unpredictable does not always mean good. Yeah. In fact,
0: I, frequently
3: I, 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 because there was good. a moment where I was like, I don't remember if any of the other big names coming this year debut tonight like I
1: what is he setting up for here turns mm. out nothing I, I don't know if teasing more NWO in 1999 was a good idea
3: Look, Lee, he's... we were astonished to learn on the last hundred that the black and white still exists <laughs> did you know that they still
1: exist I'm pretty sure they still exist when the black and silver start.
3: Yeah, yeah, they know they still exist. Even though, like, if you note later on in the junkyard match, Horace is in it, and I'm pretty sure he's not wearing NWO gear in it. He's not. Yeah, but see, NWO yeah.
1: t-shirts wouldn't really work in the junkyard. Well, no, they belong in one. Yeah, um,
3: but yes, yes, I know, I'll grant you that. Um, the cat has a chance to cover, but instead he showboats. Disco almost immediately makes a comeback. Near fall, uh, Russian leg sweep. Near fall again. Uh, Ref gets distracted. You want, oh, a show for ref distractions as well. If you love a ref distraction, I've got the pay-per-view for you. (laughs) Fuck me.
2: Before we get there, uh, Brain had another great line. Uh, So uh, Miller kicks Disco in the face, makes a cover, and uh, uh, Brain goes, Disco's giving it his all. Right there, he just kicked the cat right in the foot with his teeth.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So Cat tries to get the shoe on. Disco stomps on the shoe, stamps on the toe, clobberism, uh, but the cat kicks out. Um, I and then another thing where like the suspension of disbelief falls apart is that Sonny stopped distracting the ref as soon as Disco made the cover on Cat, yes. which is surely the moment to ramp up the distraction. Um, but anyway, uh Sonny then throws the shoe around the referee on the other side. He distracts the ref again. So multiple ref distraction spots in the same five-minute match. Um, Disco then hits a last dance over the ropes on him, and uh, Then turns into a roundhouse kick from Cat, and that's when I reminded myself that this is the dumbest foreign object spot in wrestling because his finisher is a roundhouse kick, which is the only
2: soft part of that type of shoe. Mm-hmm. It does have a <laughs> buckle on it, and they are trying to sell that it's loaded. <laughs> but I have a question about the Cat, right? Okay. Why doesn't he just wrestle in an outfit that incorporates the shoes? Yeah. Sandman's not wearing wrestling boots under his jeans. The Nasty Boys have had their high-tech magnums on for years. Like, So does Billy Kidman. Also, there are no rules.
0: (laughs) Apparently, the
3: the rules are a joke. Yeah. Yeah. He could come out and he could be wearing the shoes and he could have another pair of shoes on both hands (laughs) and just spin in a circle. Like
1: a tornado of shite, oddly hits disco. (laughs) Every every match is like the Bart and Lisa fight, perfectly legal. Yeah, (laughs) it's an extension of me. It's it's not a foreign object. So I have a question. Okay, is the cat the worst prominently featured wrestler in all
2: of North America in 1999? I mean, when does naked Midian happen?
3: i was actually thinking i would midian argue that well.
2: Den- dennis knight is a better wrestler even as naked midian I, so one of my early notes w- was um about miller doing his promo and i wrote he's a charismatic boy i really wish he could wrestle yeah yeah he's again no he's, good, but
3: he's like so primed to be a much better manager than mm-hmm. his own manager yeah. You know, because like, again, I was talking about when he's the commissioner and like, even though he's kind of like everybody in WCW, all his promos are the same promo that works in 99, like look Mm. at Conan, like, so it wouldn't hold him back from being a manager and we wouldn't have to see him wrestle uh, if he just like got on the mic and he had somebody who could actually Wrestle, but like this is ninety nine WCW, so they would almost certainly put him with like Prince Ikea or
2: something. I was excited. Look, it's not a straight swap, and he's the manager, and Sonny is the wrestler. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh. I was
2: just going to say, say would know, at this, better, at this stage, would get even worse. At this stage, I might
1: roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say instead they make go the
0: manager. Yeah. Like by you, the say, end of the year.
3: you say they can't possibly get worse. I don't know, can they? <laughs> we could see. <laughs> Um, but yes, this was uh, this was bad. The crowd did not give a shit, which would be a continuing trend throughout the. It evening. is, however, not the worst match on this show. <laughs> no, no, shockingly, no. I would sooner go back to this than the middle two matches on this show <laughs> that, like, are the closest I've come in quite some time to quitting this very show. Uh, we see Mills Lane with Mark Madden. There's a combo. Uh, he said he doesn't hate Piper. He's gonna cut the guy's a little slack, but not a lot of slack. So he's fair, and I just love that. Like this guy is coming in and presumably being paid quite handsomely by WCW because Lord knows they love to burn a dollar. Um, but like. I would think that, you know, you've got a guy with some celebrity coming in. You want to keep him on side. You want to keep him nice. And Madden, like, within five seconds is mentioning, hey, didn't you let Mike Tyson bite a or Holyfield's ear off?
2: Like, holy fuck, Mark Madden. Like, you just went in like... It's not doing him any uh, like not giving him any credit or credibility as a referee, is it?
3: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no. you know what
2: it is? It's like uh, knowing the person Mark
3: Madden would later reveal himself to be because he's still the internet location geek at this point. Like mm. he was clearly like fancying himself an investigative reporter. He's gonna ask the hard questions here. Like <laughs> this, like Mark Madden, in terms of like his uh like approach to broadcast journalism is a substantially less talented Piers Morgan. <laughs> so I
2: think about that. <laughs> like, that's not me saying Piers Morgan is
3: talented. Don't get it. Don't get
2: it wrong. I haven't seen a lot of this period of WCW. So I get him and Scott Hudson mixed up. I apologize uh, to Scott uh, Hudson. So that's have unfortunate. you never that's
3: unfortunate. Have you never seen like him during the year where he's on commentary trying to get himself over? Uh, and, sparingly Yeah Gets himself Tries to get himself over With the nickname of TV's Best looking big man Oh god Wearing his Hawaiian shirt But like At least mercifully There's one uh, Nitro Where Tank A piece of shit out of him And he, <laughs> he fucking Stiffs <laughs> that brick. Good
1: shit <laughs> Dave You need to choose Your, your words wisely
3: Yeah yeah Stiffs <laughs> that brick. Oh I miss my Enos Don't you Oh man <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, flashback to Van Hammer beating Disco Inferno, the first family attacking him, flare banning Hardcore, the whole thing we've seen. They're uh, uh, banning
2: Hardcore twice in the same segment. He bans yeah. it, reinstates it for Van Hammer to hit Hugh Morris with a table, and then yeah. bans it again immediately yeah.
0: afterwards. Yeah.
2: Gives Van Hammer the ban hammer. Um, I have a quick question about the video packages. Um, I was watching this on a VHS rip, obviously. On yes. the network... Do they all have a filter that makes them look five percent out of focus?
3: Uh yeah, a fair few of them do. Oh, like they, yeah, they put that, on
2: that's
1: a, that's a WCW the, production thing.
3: The man. WCW production the WCW production trope is to do like random after effects. Because yeah. they'd obviously they'd obviously stumped off for some sort of software. That had all these, and it's like we need to justify in the budget why we got these. So, yeah, we I need think to...
2: Premiere Pro 1.0 would come out at this point. <laughs> yeah, we need to
3: hit a different After Effect every video oh. package. To go look, look, boss, it was worth it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, uh, our next match, God Almighty, Rick Steiner versus Van Hammer for the world television title. Uh, Rick wants to let us know in as much of a Two sentence promo that he somehow gets lost during that. Him and Scott are just going to do what they want. That's that's the summation of it all. Him and Scott are going to
2: do what they want. Bear in mind that Scott is on the shelf at this point, and no he's, one has mentioned it. He says him. He says himself, and Big Papa Pump and the Dog Face Gremlin are going to do what they want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the DFG,
3: as he's calling yeah, himself now. Yeah. Uh, Lee, where do you stand on we? T- we were batting this back and forward uh, last week on Days of Thunder. Scott Steiner is out for the whole summer now oh yes and he is the reigning martial arts division champion and we were trying to argue last week is like should we last time continuity Malone made this ruling it was for wrath and
1: mm-hmm. you immediately stripped him yes
3: of the title and we were leaning towards that but the thing that made me worry is that uh poor old friend of the show Kim Geist who did the meticulous history of the martial arts division. <laughs> going forward to present day this might entirely fuck up the timeline so i was uncomfortable making the uh, decision where did you you fell down on the stripping of the title karen did you oh
2: i boldly put it on david flair yeah yeah oh, Jesus, <laughs> yeah was i wasn't going that far so so the, the 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 u.s title was stripped from from scott steiner and given to mm-hmm. david flair and surely if you're doing that with that title the yeah. other title that scott steiner holds has to go the same way right and you did allude to the
3: fact that when David Flair loses, it's interesting where it goes after that. That's
2: well, I don't idea. know if it's interesting. I want to see like if the timelines then reconverge, because I haven't seen Kim's timeline, and I don't know what happens to David Flair.
3: Yeah, I didn't want to look the timeline back up and have it sway our decision, but I'm thankful mm-hmm. that continuity, because I felt like if it was you and me again, we'd have to make the decision between ourselves. But we can just uh, shirk that responsibility now to Lee. Yeah, uh, Lee. What do you think? What's the gut instinct of continuity Malone on this?
1: I mean, Kim put a, a lot of work into into doing the list. Do you want to go back
3: and see if you can find Kim's list and yeah. let Kim make the decision? Okay, so no. then you're then you're stuck with it. <laughs> no, I, I thought this say, was I, ramping I, up to you being incredibly generous.
1: No, I was going to say like Kim put a lot of work into it, and I'm, I amazed at just the level that somebody would go to for something we made up so with that in mind I'm definitely going to strip Scott Steiner in title.
3: now are you going to <laughs> go the extra step Kieran did awarded David Flair or are you going to go and just what happens uh, to it hold, if it, and hold it Scott
2: Steiner and doesn't go on David Flair
3: yeah are you going to hold it in abeyance until a sufficiently martial arts division match happens
1: I think that's the best the best solution. Yeah. I think at the next pay per view, we will select a match on the Thunder before the show where we will we've say, watched it to be the Before, we've, before we've watched it to decide <laughs> that match will be for the vacant martial arts division title.
2: Okay. Can I, in the spirit of uh, like WCW authority figures, can I add a third option? Go for it. You and I as as co-chairmen have stripped uh, Scott Steiner and given it to David Flair, but then the big boss has come back. President <laughs> has come back and stripped it uh, off David Flair actually. and put it up for grabs.
3: It's a very WCW I, I know, just like a
1: second this is the second time I've been alluded to as Eric Bischoff tonight. I don't like this. <laughs> Long may it continue. <laughs> Next, I'll have fucking John Albert in my DMs. <laughs>
3: Um, Tony is trying to convince us That Ravan Hammer is one of the hottest stars In WCW while in, the midst, while in the midst Of coming out to
2: fucking crickets <laughs> Mark Hildreth is Exactly four months to the day Shy of turning 40 here hmm? And has wrestled almost Exclusively for WCW Since 1991 <laughs> And he is a hot young rising star I one of my favorite things is when
3: commentators refer to nearly 40-year-old men as young guys.
1: Who you haven't the, been off TV at all. Yeah. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler, hot young guy. It's
3: fucking good <laughs> shit. I I definitely somebody definitely referred to Bobby Roode as that during like his NXT
1: run.
2: The famous one is uh is it Gorilla Car- Monster Carlos calling Colon. Carlos Colon a yeah. young
1: man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's like 47. <laughs> it was either Jim Ross or McMahon as he's making his uh... yeah. Rumble entrance. The yeah. hot youngster Carlos Cologne. Yes. <laughs> Fucking scarred up forehead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Look at older, father time. Looking like he's punched his way out of his own coffin to get into the match. Uh the crowd are not good
3: so far, I wrote, but to their credit, what did they have to cheer? <laughs> yeah. Stider goes out early uh, Hammer tries to jump him on the way back into the ring, hits a suplex for a count of one, because Rick Stider don't play that shit. Uh, Rick gets Hammer on the ground, choking him and just clawing at his face really nastily <laughs> then in the ropes uh, Rick gets mad at the ref because you're not allowed pin outside the ring <laughs> That's one of my favourite things, it's like, oh, there's no rules here, why are there rules now? Um, Rick gets low blowed again Referee's cool with that part
1: We we should say Even Tony Schiavone
3: At this point goes Ah We're two for two tonight Yeah (sighs) Yeah yeah Tony's just calling it Like so there's a thing now On this show I noticed Where Tony is just blatantly Calling that kind of stuff out uh, But not in a way Like this is terrible WCW is terrible But read between the lines That's what he's saying And now Brain goes the other way Where Brain very sarcastically Says he enjoys things That are bad So, like, for the last five, like, three or four minutes, maybe, of the Junkyard match, he just keeps going, this is great. (laughs) Uh, Love it, love it. Um, So, uh, yeah, Rick only gets phased by the low blow for a bit because he has a titanium dick, as we all know. (laughs) I then wrote, boring, boring,
1: boring. Rick hits another low blow. (laughs) It's not so I much did. a low blow as he literally just punts Van Hammer in the dick.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I enjoyed the shoot punch to the face as well on Van Hammer. Yeah. Like, the, like Rick's fighting his way out of the corner and he does so by just sucking him right in the jaw. Just fucking wailing on this dude. I also uh, very much enjoyed Van Hammer's only moment of respite and revenge where he gets thrown outside and Rick comes after him and uh, Hammer picks up um, David Penzer's heavy padded chair and make sure to turn it around so he whacks Rick in the head with the metal side and not the padded side, leaving a nice big greasy mark on the bottom of the chair.
3: We get a couple of punches. Uh, Rick goes up top, hits the Bulldog win. Uh, Van Hammer's one month push stopped fucking dead. Yeah. Uh, I wonder next month, will he be in favor or against peace? Tune in to find out. <laughs>
2: I think he'll be in
3: favor of uh, jobs elsewhere. Tanae is at the junkyard in his Hawaiian shirt uh, for the reveal of a god-awful trophy. <laughs> Held by a referee who looked like he'd rather be anywhere else. Probably because he'd rather be anywhere else. Like, was- I imagine oh, being having to be associated with this match, associated with this trophy outside under the noise of that chopper.
2: And also in July, Florida humidity. They do mention that on commentary, how like brain mentions, you know, the building's air conditioned and it might be nighttime outside, but it's still Florida. It's going to be fucking horrible in that junkyard.
3: Mm, Yeah, God damn it. Uh, We then get uh, a quick clip of, I can't remember the context of this sentence. (laughs) A quick clip of Ric Flair instructing women to molest his son.
0: (laughs)
1: This is, <laughs> I, I believe, his line was when I was running around, there was one or two, and I now you have
2: something like the, there's no limits to what you can have, or something like that. Yes, and he sets 11 women on his own. son. Yeah. he's trying, bless him. This is from the stripping of the title and handing it over. To I'm Daniel. glad it
1: was just the title that was stripped.
2: Yeah, it's me yeah. too.
3: Yeah, Jesus.
2: Well, he threatened the. there were all sorts of things threatened with Roddy Piper's kilt on uh, Thunder. So,
3: yeah, there were, sadly.
2: Um, We then have the WCW United
3: States Heavyweight title. Remember when that was a thing that like was on good wrestlers? Uh, Remember
1: that, that awesome DDP, Chris Benoit, Ravenfield?
3: Yeah, with Canyon thrown in there as well for good measure. Um, This is David Flair with a small army of people. Aaron Anderson, Asia, Charles Robinson, Rick Flair, and Tori Wilson uh, versus Dean Malenko. And this is the thing, right? So we've had Tory was with Nash. For like five minutes. And then was not with Nash anymore. And now oh, she's just back associated with David Flair again. But they're yeah. not there no acknowledgement whatsoever that she had been called Samantha when she was associated <laughs> with David Flair until like a two months ago.
2: When she was working for the NWO.
3: Yes. So if he's Which gonna exists. be
2: continuity Malone, I'm gonna be context Lefort. Okay. Um, <laughs> Go first. So there was a match on Nitro, which was Kevin Nash versus David Flair. And the stip was, it was a lumberjack match. And it was uh, uh, the world title versus possession of Tory Wilson for 72 hours. Officially, it went to a no contest. And Nash uh, stole gorgeous George and yeah. Tory walked out with him. Oh, we all then, remember that. Yep. Then there was uh, Nash and Savage the movie. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yep. Oh, the, oh, Lee, did you see any of those skits? Uh,
1: I only saw the intro video for the main event. So unless it was involved okay, in that, so it was not. you you missed
3: uh, the hostage situation where Gorgeous George had been kidnapped, and they did scenes of Nash and Savage acting over the phone to one another <laughs> as Nash was sending Savage to different locations around town for the condition surrender
1: of the hostage. It, it's this where we get the the famous Buttermania send for the man. We did yes. get bad on Nitro
3: yeah. this past week, yes, sent that for the man, nitro. finally no, the, happened.
2: The, the, the movie on Thunder is, uh, I'll be there, but I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was- and then he doesn't get an answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, jo- uh, George is supposedly handed back or kidnapped back by Savage and Sid. Uh, he They drive with her for a while, pull the blanket off and reveal it's actually Tori Wilson. Yeah, they did a who pitch. then magically appears by David Flair's side on this show. Like, unless yeah. it was on Saturday night or fucking worldwide, there is yeah. no explanation as to why she's now part of this goof troop. Which, I mean, look, we've learned from the
3: dancing stipulation that, you know, worldwide and Saturday night is where the important shit happens. We need yeah, to be cutting out these thunders. Sorry. God damn it. Um, David
2: Flair looks like a child who has won a competition to do a Ric Flair entrance on TV. Yeah.
3: Like it's so funny That Charles Robinson Is a way more believable Ric Flair Than Ric Flair's son (laughs) Like There's also the possibility That Charles Robinson Is in fact Ric Flair's son Look I you know I wouldn't bet against it, but uh, yeah, gormless idiot David Flair is not it, uh, especially I mean, in they, his, in his tiny leather shorts. I was just
1: going to say David Flair, Flair in his pleather bicycle shorts is so, not what I envisaged. Yeah. It's like, bro- it,
2: it accentuates his lack of physique. <laughs> Once he the robe so came bad. off, he looked like he was dressing as Okada for Halloween because yeah. he's long and thin. He's got those tight little bicycle yeah. shorts on and he's got the bleach blonde hair. He,
3: he looks like you could lawn dart him through a keyhole, like <laughs> no problem. Runs around in the shower to get wet. Pass through the fucking eye of a needle, this guy. Yeah, Jesus, like, and but, and that's the thing. Like, I don't like, i I'm, you know, I know it's a body business. I'm not a body guy, but like. Why give him gear that accentuates that he's not a bodyguard? I (laughs) I don't get it. I really don't. Like, that's the kind of tiny shorts that the guys you give, like, the fucking Batistas and shit like that. They're fucking rippling their muscles have muscles, guys. Hmm. Not fucking gormless idiot David Flair. You should be putting him in, like, a fucking morph suit. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um... Dean just, like, again, my favorite trope of this storyline is that Ric Flair doesn't really like his son that much. He's doing all this for him, but he still, I, I believe, out of a sense of satisfaction, will let the other guy beat the dog shit out of him for about three or four minutes before they
1: execute their plan. Um, I, I love, like, Tony on on uh, commentary is just like, David Flair, U.S. Champ, who has been most unimpressive in all of his belts. (laughs) That's the thing is like,
3: even if if your thing is like right, Flair is doing this in storyline to get David Flair over. And like in a company full of people without broken brains, you'd be doing it in a way that gives him enormous heel heat, you know? Um, But like even the commentators
2: in kayfabe are like, this guy's shit. Like he's not worth your time. Like he's no threat to anybody. the fun part is Tony actually says he's been most unimpressive in all of his title defenses. He's had two and one of them hasn't aired yet. <laughs> oh, it was on the tape thunder. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my amazing. God. Amazing. I did like so two things. I liked um how Dean Belenko was another of Tony's hot young rising stars. He will yeah. be 39 in less than a month. Yeah. And... Not only that, but looks
3: 49.
2: Yeah. Um And uh, they do the, they start with the lockup. Malenko back trips uh, Flair out of it. And then looks at Rick and gestures to Dave, like how the fuck is this yours?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Dean's putting a beating on the guy. Flair's enraged. After Dean hits a suplex, Flair comes in and gets dropped on the mat straight away. Yep. Uh, Cloverleaf is locked in. God, I love the Texas Cloverleaf. I'm actually delighted that, um, Tony Storm has started doing it now. She has. Yes. Um, uh, so that, that's good. The Texas relief should always be a, a prominent thing uh, in wrestling. I love it. Teen uh, gets clocked with the belt by Flair. David dragged on top and wins. And my one word summation for this at the end of my notes. Dog shit. Uh, You
2: missed, uh, as they did, Arn Anderson coming into the ring and the director missing him giving the referee a spine spine buster. Yeah,
3: yeah, Tony calls the spine buster, which I honestly would would have preferred if he didn't, because then I wouldn't know what I missed. Probably the most competently executed move in the whole match. And I really mean that as no disrespect, Dean. Uh, but that's just the way it is unfortunately Uh, we then get a brief oasis which is a rap is crap video package or the rap is cap recap as i call it say that <laughs> 10 times fast but uh is i'm pretty sure longer than every match so far on the show
2: it might well be um, may i yes. read to you so i was looking up i've been i've seen and heard rap His crap quite a lot over the last couple of weeks for various reasons and no for one reason this show um and i was like is it kurt hennig singing like he is credited on wikipedia as being doing vocals on this song so i did some digging and i was trying to you know trying to find out and i found the west texas rednecks wikipedia okay The group was originally called the West Texas Outlaws, with West Texas Rednecks intended as an insult. The popularity of the new name, however, combined with the commentators almost never using the Stable's original name resulted in the group's name being changed. Far be it from me to ruin the future for you, but Virgil joins them soon as Curly Bill. This is important Uh, when I get to the end. Mm -hmm. This is the bit that got me. After their release from WCW, the West Texas Rednecks found work in All Japan Pro Wrestling, finishing second in world's strongest tag league <laughs> that year uh, yep upon debuting in uh, all japan the west texas rednecks consist of barry windham and kendall windham the stable so not the stable it's just the, the Windham brothers yeah yep. yeah yep. they used the same rap is crap theme song and gimmick and wore the same shirts but updated them to say world Do- world tour 2000 <laughs> great stuff there is a three sentences here that blew my mind in succession Kurt Hennig would reunite with the group at the January 28th, 2001 Tokyo Dome pay-per-view. This pay-per-view would mark their final television appearance before they quietly disappeared. And then the one that got me, Curly Bill didn't wrestle in Japan during this phase of the stable's career. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked by that.
3: (laughs) Lee, one thing I'm really sad about that you missed is like pretty much when you left was exactly when the West Texas Rednecks gimmick turned a corner. Took off, yeah. Like when when it went from being oh, this is, like, real bad and, like, um, generously could have said racially insensitive <laughs> Um, yeah. to being the best comedy shtick this whole, this company are doing the last, I don't know how many months. Um, It has been fabulous. What did you think? Because uh, they get, I think this, like, extremely long video package gave a pretty decent recap of the hijinks they've been up to.
1: Ah, oh, look. This was <clears throat> this was probably like the highlight of the show so far. Like this video package. Yeah, yeah. Not the match. Oh, we need not to the match. Stay oh god, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no <laughs> categorically not the match. <laughs> um, it makes for a good video package to field because you don't have to see Conan wrestle, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm sad I missed it, but I'm also glad I missed it in one way. Um, yeah, I mean you had to wade
2: through an awful lot of crap to I get mean, to there
1: this. I mean, there was there was a cake angle. I fucking mm-hmm. hate a cake
2: angle. I don't yeah, know just... who it was to hit Kurt Hennig with that cake, but he fucking, he fucking laid it him. in. Yeah. He had Hennig had no choice but to bump for that. <laughs> um... Where where do
3: you stand on actually in the Great Pantheon of um like uh well-worn wrestling trope. So cake cake spots are at the bottom. Where do you guys stand on? um? I suppose the other two that I would think of automatically are wedding skits and dude gets thrown in the water skits. Because like dude gets thrown in the water skits, Hall of Fame level, mm-hmm. recurring wrestling bit to me. There has never been an angle where guys fight to the outside and someone gets thrown in a river or a lake that I don't love.
1: Um, I'm always up for somebody getting thrown in a river or a lake or a pool yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, Weddings amazingly always draw. They yeah, do fucking great numbers whether it's yeah. live or fucking on TV. They always do good numbers. Mm-hmm. Cake angles are so over fucking done and just. Yeah. Do you
3: remember the couple of years where like SmackDown had a Thanksgiving food fight that popped a rating, and mm-hmm. then they just kept trying to do the food fight yeah. bit? But
2: Backing wasn't out. it because it was just all the women in not wearing very much throwing. Stuff at each I, other. I
3: think that's the way but the original one Was just like I think they had like they did a, an In-ring party and it was like just members Of the it roster just, just uh, fucking yeah. food At each other like <laughs> Yeah and then we would later on like during the Like the Smackdown, Smackdown 6 era we got Like the gravy bowl match and Shit like that
2: yeah but it wasn't Like Edge versus Rey Mysterio Jr <laughs> like, Yeah I'll no, no, like, tell you what Though <laughs>
3: Man. I would be down for someone attempting to have a four star gravy bowl <laughs>
0: match.
3: Um, I Tony did. Can, love... You know what you have to do.
1: I did. That should love... be the Punkers' big first match back, by the way. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved when the, when the video package ended and you go to a live shot of Penser in the ring about to, to start doing the ring introductions, and you just very clearly hear some fans going, Rap is crap. Like just right on fucking yeah. camera that's mm. one of the things that really turned this around for me is the
3: growing number of people unironically into the rapper's crap thing. they're not into it as a bit no they, 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 love are, into it. It. <laughs> they are massive baby faces to these
1: people well, I mean um, we, we saw the bit where they ran them off from the BJ set, and yeah. Master P tried to do the hootie hoo thing, yeah, and nobody. Can't, nobody was into
3: it. I meant to say, so we're three matches deep, and something I've been doing on the pay-per-views the last couple of pay-per-views is giving the observer ratings. Um <laughs>
2: I also have those open.
3: <laughs> yeah. So uh disco versus the cat, half a star. Oh. Uh World T- TV title match, dud. Uh shocker of shockers, uh WCW United States title match, minus one star. Might this be the only minus one star match Dean Malenko ever
2: had? Uh, so there's a line in the middle of the review that says Malenko actually did probably the best job of his career in carrying this to a negative star <laughs> match. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: I, lo- like, I love look, the, I lo- he's got so many problems, and I, I, I like uh, the star inflation thing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, whatever you say about Dave nowadays, Catty. 80s and 90s Dave when he's just Can't rising compete. to be a bitch about yeah.
1: something. Incredible. I, I love that every match starts at zero stars, just starts even. Yeah. Starts flat. And yeah. Dave still feels Dave Flair had to be carried to a negative one star. <laughs>
3: <back>. <laughs> I feel like um so there was um a few years ago on I think it was Voices of Wrestling, wasn't it, that our friend uh, Mark Robinson did a career retrospective of Shane McMahon matches? Like, because the old, you know the way, like, the whole thing about uh, Shane McMahon, uh, people always said, like, if, you know, if Shane McMahon had gotten training at the right age, like, he might have been half decent, you know, because he, like, he over-delivered for what he should have for a long time in in, in some of his matches. Um, Would somebody ever be brave enough to take on the David Flair gauntlets? Just do a succession of his most prominent matches and review them for the history books. You you
1: shouldn't put that kind of evil out into the universe.
2: I will. How desperate does the Patreon have to get before you turn to that?
3: At least a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not going to lie and say that in terms of quality, it's tremendously far off the stuff we already covered. (laughs) The Uh, next
1: time AEW run London, if we need to uh, get tickets. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, we're not above it. The David Flair tier coming soon to a large largemanappears.com A gorgeous uh, man appears. But yeah, it's been, so there is, uh, there's only one um, one, or no, sorry, there's two matches that get above one star. Uh, and bizarrely, this next match is one of them. Uh, because Jesus Christ, I hated this match. This is the elimination eight-man tag team match. The No Limit Soldiers, B.A., Conan, Rey Mysterio Jr. and Swole with Chase and the largest man I've ever, that I wrote, the widest man appears. Yeah. A man named four by four based on his
2: area in meters, I imagine. He looks like, I mean, he looks like if you put a head on SpongeBob, yeah, he looks like a yeah. cartoon character has swallowed a chest freezer the long way. He and he's wearing like, a halter top. So he's he's got more tit on display than Tori and Asia combined in The Last Man. He looks like a pumpkin sitting on a fridge. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. That's like, holy shit. Like it's it's a little square. and then a huge square. It's his body. Yeah. It's like a child could draw it from memory. <laughs> I love how taken aback <laughs> Bobby was by this. He's like, his name is four by four. It should be eight by eight. Yeah, actually, yes. That's I've just hit upon it. Like he, like
3: four by four, is what happens. And maybe this is where the name comes from when you ask a four-year-old to draw a picture of a robot. (laughs) (laughs) That's the exact proportions of the man: little square for the head, a huge square for the body. I said last time out.
2: uh, I think I said last time out that he looked like a transformer that had just transformed from a four by four into its robot shape before walking through the curtain.
3: (laughs) There was a moment in the match because like they announced before the match starts that if you get eliminated, you have to go to the locker room Mm. and immediately when the first person is eliminated, they try to violate that rule and stay out there. But genius to have four by four out there who blocks the entire width of the (laughs) entrance ramp. So it's literally impossible to hit the ring again. But but anyway, can I can I ask? So I haven't even said who the other people in the match are. That was just the No Limit Soldiers, but they're against the West Texas Rednecks of Barry Windham, Big Bob Cum,
1: Kurt Hennig, and Kendall Windham. Can, can I ask, did they explain why this needed to be an elimination match? No. No. Are they going to say, did
3: they explain just is. why Brad Armstrong is in the No okay, Limit that, Soldiers? Okay, that was the, the
1: follow-up question.
3: I don't think they ever did because, because I just noticed he was with them one week. I was in the middle of writing, who is their dad? And then I realized who it was.
2: Because the team desperately needed someone who could work. And he was floating around doing nothing because it's Brad Armstrong in WCW. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any Armstrongs left in this company? Let's fucking <laughs> put this guy with him. I also um, like Bobby who was like, you see the way this team dresses? You can avoid all that if you put a light in your closet. <laughs>
3: Um. Yeah, the, the kind of like you guys had said, as well as singing. There's a couple people that have rap is crap signs, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Uh, Conan and Ray do promo by numbers. Uh, Barry and Ray start off. What would you
1: what, say? Am I the only one that noticed that Conan's uh, little spiel is starting to be less and less over already? Yeah, it was. And
3: like, I, I wasn't because this crowd has been so bad so far, I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt and go, maybe it's just because they've been killed to death by three horrible matches. But it's just I mean, that's, hard for them. Fair. But yeah. then later on in the show, I guess there's one match they get a they get quite a bit more animated for by the standards of tonight. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, Barry and Ray start off, Uh, Barry gets a few shots in. You guys, uh, at a certain point in this match, and you'll know when it happens because the details of my notes get more vaguer or more vague as I uh, start to slowly lose the will to live. Your notes get more vader. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Yes, because I (laughs) want to turn to the fucking dark side in the middle (laughs) of this match. I'll burn this entire podcast (laughs) to the ground. Why the fuck am I doing this? This was like on I was working a six-day week this week. And I was like, I came home from um my company's HEM at half 10 last night, and this was the first match I had to watch. I hadn't eaten, hadn't slept well the previous night, because it's hotter than the fucking surface of the sun here. Oh anyway, you'll see when I start to fade in this match, and you guys please hop in if you've any thoughts. Um, I doubt m- there will be many transcendent thoughts about the quality of the mat work, but however, uh, Barry gets a few shots in, but then the difference in speed and sharpness with Ray shows uh, he hits a quick moonsault off the top. Um, Hennig comes in to bully Ray around, who tags out to BA very quickly. BA having a whale of a time, having a pay per view match, can't believe his own luck. He's dancing around every time he like just throws a punch or does a move. An extra 50 bucks on the check, absolutely fucking stealing a living, even if it is a hot dog and a handshake living. Um, Big Bob Cum comes in then. Uh, Swole versus Bobby is the next matchup. And I don't know who fucking went yet. Yeah, do you know what?
2: Who agented this shit where it's like, those are the two we need to put together. So brain, uh, brain says as Swole comes in, let's see what he's got. And apparently what he's got is a punch and a weird open-handed clothesline yeah. that he does over and over again
3: in this match. The directive, as we talked about, Kieran, last time, the directive is very much get this guy over like mm-hmm. on commentary yeah. and with yeah. the wrestlers it's like they really want to preserve this relationship with master p like an mm-hmm. actual honest to god celebrity is enthusiastic about helping them in 1999 so they are going to try and leech anything they can master me... p is uh
2: is a big wrestling fan like he is the he is the money behind amazing red's house of glory promotion
3: still in to this day oh yeah yeah back yeah. oh, to okay. bankrolls that I wonder where he's like. I like, but just based on we talked about it, Lee, when he showed up, I was like, this is a very smart businessman. Mm-hmm. Like with the the how far his tentacles spread. Like he very much capitalized on his fame to get his finger in as many pies as possible to 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 maximize those earnings. Seems very much like a guy who would still be even if he's not on the public eye, still making making, making yeah. plenty of coin nowadays. But um, I bet there's
2: master P NFTs out there somewhere. If you look
3: hundred percent, there's probably like, there's probably <laughs> Gabe, something. Gabe
2: probably you know what?
3: There's probably something that like, you know, of that you hear of all the time that you don't know. Master P is a majority investor. Yeah, That's what a it feels house, like. House of
2: glory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I said something massive. Oh. I, so I'm recently back from New York and I went to one of their shows. Yeah, and it was good. Like it was pretty good. Like, did you get? Did was... you get?
3: Did you give a hoodie who at any point to see? I if... did not. He, the ah. man
2: himself, was not in the building. But like, was Loki? <laughs> no, there was like 800, 900 people in there. Wow, okay. like we got Motor City machine guns. Uh, main event was Jacob Fatu versus, um, uh, not Dolph Ziggler, the other one, Nick Nemeth. Oh, or um, Ryan Emmett No, oh, fuck, Zack Ryder. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other, other one. one,
1: not Dolph
0: <laughs> They
2: look roughly the same. One's got brown hair, one's got black. Matt, Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was a fun old time. If it was that other fucking hack, it would, it would <laughs> what the he... Sandman? No, <laughs> he's
0: come oh, Brian like Brian Myers.
2: Brian yeah. Myers. No, he, no, <laughs> he piece was piece of shit. <laughs> I didn't realize you had beef with Brian Myers. Have you not
3: heard the Brian Myers monologue (laughs) this guy did a few months ago? This is like... Lee works for his Brian Myers burials as if the title of number one Brian Myers hater is a hard thing to get <laughs> as if he
2: musters up enough passion to have many haters to spare everybody else. I would just go back and listen. <laughs> I had So you don't I, have to do it again. Yeah,
3: but it was just, you'll you'll hear it because I have a moment where I'm just like, I brought up the infamous style slash botch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I felt bad for him because people really got his case. And all of a sudden, This other dude here. Fucking tease off on him for about five minutes. (laughs) Like I just uncovered like he'd shot Lee's dog or something.
1: I don't know. Look, I don't know where it came from, but you know, fuck that
3: guy. (laughs) He obviously (laughs) had a bad day in work. Somebody... Yeah, I probably had
1: to watch a Brian Myers match.
3: Did you get like pickpocketed by a guy with a sparkly cane or something and
1: it's just... (laughs) the Prince of fucking Queens or whatever the fuck he yeah. called himself. Were
3: you like a massive King of Queens fan and when he like took on that nickname you are like ah oh, fuck this.
1: Uh, it's an okay show. Yes. <laughs> Better than any Brian Myers match. <laughs> <laughs> the whole career the man's gone again. Anyway
3: where even were we? Uh oh yeah. I like so how it's... we're doing everything possible to avoid talking about this match. But it's like this is the thing about this match, guys. Like it's baby's first eight man tag. Fuck. It's no. so funny that like over in the other company, like WWE has for about three decades now had a reputation. Not all the time, but the majority of the time, if there is a six, eight, ten man match on TV, it's gonna be a bit of a banger. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not necessarily going to trouble like a four-star plus. It's not necessarily going to be notebook range, as Joe Lanza would say. But you're going to have a fun time with it, you know? Whereas over here, it's literally just like, I will tag you in and do a move. Then you will tag your man in and he will do a move. And then I will tag my next man in and we will do a move.
2: This like, had the air of a match that should have been very carefully planned out. And then some fucking genius just went, I oh, will call it out there.
3: I think it was yeah, I think it it was very carefully planned out, Kieran. But the problem was, it was very carefully planned out by a fucking idiot. I don't know who. Maybe Conan. Conan. Maybe Conan. I don't feel like Conan would put in that many effort. I'd feel like he'd get halfway through counting how many men were in the match and go, "Ah, do you know what, Ray? You got this one, pal. Um, But yeah, so Conan comes in. The crowd do make a little more noise, but it's not, as you say, Lee, it's not as huge a reaction as he has been getting. Um... That's right. Oh yeah. Boring. <laughs> and then Swole eliminates Com. Um
2: that's oh, whoa, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it got very so, X-rated in the it's... ring for a moment. <laughs> uh so uh Swole hits a legitimately impressive walking slam. Mm-hmm. He ducks a crossbody, he runs to the heel corner to bop the Windhams and then runs back to make the cover, and Bob kicks out late forcing Patrick yeah. to hold up his count. Ray hits Bob with a springboard leg drop and Swole covers again, this time with the worst cover you've ever seen and gets the pin.
0: Yeah. We but are now surprised...
2: four on three advantage baby faces. It used... was this point
1: I said the match is a mess and it was only going to get worse.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I was surprised. Like, I, not like I'm a big, big bum comes, Stan. But like, I would have thought Kendall Windham yeah. is the one that gets pinned first and by Swole. Yes. So I'm like, there was at least three weeks where they tried to do something with Bobby. Whereas Kendall, from the moment he showed up on our TV screens, at least we think he did because he looks the same and also 10 years older every time we see him. So who's to, who's to say was him? But just there's never been any sort of ambition to do anything with him. I thought like, there's the guy that can happily eat the pin and is probably just like, he should well, just be glad he's on a pay-per-view.
1: See, Dave, you're probably not aware of this, but Kendall Wyndham has been in WCW since like 1988. Yep. And they tried many times to give him a push, and then eventually they just stopped. And then he disappeared. He would just randomly started in 1998 again. Yeah, he'd be on like Saturday night for fucking four years straight. And they just brought him back for this horrible. Um, well, no, to be fair, they didn't bring him back for like he's been
3: on TV every few weeks for the whole time we've been doing Thunder. Yeah, but well,
1: that's what I mean. Like
3: he he just pops up; he's gone. He's now he's now stumbled into being in an act that's over through no fault of his own. Um. So apparently, yeah, what we hear from the commentators is that when he got eliminated, Bobby was trying to ignore the stip and come back in immediately, but that absolute shed on the outside of the ring stopped him from getting in. Uh, when it gets what I I thought this was bad. <laughs> this this was like really sad. When it gets to Hennig and BA, two competent workers, oh. we know like Hennig is washed, right? But like in terms of like these are this is nowhere near the the nightmare combination of who's left in the match, the crowd, it's like a crypt when mm-hmm. these guys start to decide to to have a razzle for a couple well, of minutes.
2: I mean, for good reason, like Armstrong, sorry, okay, so Armstrong is working like his brother but dressed like a Dudley for some reason. Camo <laughs> pants and sleeveless black shirt. <laughs> Um, Oh he nearly
3: did the crotch chop again (laughs) He did the crotch chop on TV The other week and he nearly (laughs) did it again here You can tell like the arms were coming down Like he was going to do it and he stopped himself this time I think he might have gotten a talking to after he did it the first time (laughs) Only Kevin Nash
1: can reference Other
2: companies (laughs) Yes. I think Kurt is legitimately pissed off Because like Chase and 4x4 are beating the shit out of Duncan in the aisle and he Speeds out of the ring and starts laying some hard Shots into Tatum um, yeah. And then when he comes back in And he does some stuff with Armstrong They fuck something up um, Kendall comes back into the ring for no reason Henny can clearly be heard telling Barry To hit B.A. in the back of the head Which he sort of does on a rope run And then Kurt loudly goes shit And struggles to get him into the Hennigplex <laughs> to eliminate him As Ray Jr. <laughs> lamely flops over the bottom rope And fails to make the save <laughs> That's a fucking disaster <laughs> It's so bad
1: And still it gets worse Yes. yeah
2: yeah
3: it, that's like the theme of this match three words it gets worse
2: yeah like but um, there's a moment after this it goes to kendall versus conan and barry windham is clearly having to have a word with kurt in the corner
3: <laughs> yeah um which then eventually like so yeah the hennigplex had eliminated ba uh after that horrendous tussle between kendall and conan uh kendall gets eliminated uh then Right, yeah. uh, there's a
2: detail I need to add to this. So, Ray hits Kendall in the back with a springboard dropkick, allowing Conan to roll him into the worst inside cradle of all oh, time for the elimination. So bad. Three on two advantage babyfaces, and Ray has had to cheat to help other members of his team do yep. both the eliminations for his team so far. Yeah. Uh,
3: swollen Ray versus Hennig uh, after Barry and Conan brawl outside and get counted <laughs> out. Yeah. Double count. Out. At least the double count meant we were spared two more. Could not possibly have moves. Conan
2: or Barry Windham <laughs> peeing on pay per view in nineteen ninety nine. No, no
3: they are the two that definitely need to be protected here.
2: No um, sooner has Windham passed the line separating the mats from the aisle than chases on him like a horny Labrador on a human leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. he is desperate to beat up any heels that come near him. It's like if you if you trigger an enemy when you're wandering around an open world in a video game.
3: I know they're trying to get Swole over, but like Hennig having to sell for Swole to the extent where he has to go outside the ring because he can't deal with Swole's intensity and wrestling acumen, mm. like personally offended me. <laughs> um he gets stopped by the wedge of a man uh when he's trying to bail, goes back in, gets put down again, and then the finish I suppose the finish looked fine, like-ish. <laughs> Well, it I mean was, it was you
1: get you get Barry Windham trying to run in. Oh yeah. Then fucking Chase Chase fucking chases him in, gets involved for some reason. Yeah. All this is going on and we end up with I'm pretty sure it's a two on one attack on Henning. Yeah. Which yeah. then leads... you know, that's
3: a baby face advantage again, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, which,
1: which leads to Ray doing the splash off swole shoulder, which which is a cool
3: visual. Like he looks mm. he looks really high up, like so. That, that part looked good, but this was the, just absolutely abysmal match and it got a star and a half, the second highest rated match on the show. I can't
1: believe I'm going to say this. I cannot wait for the filthy animals to bury Rick Flair in the desert. <laughs> it can't be as well, bad as this Could they fucking bury me as well So I don't have
2: to watch <laughs> this so I wrote, I have been watching Remy Serio Jr. since 1994 and this is easily the worst Thing I've ever seen him involved in Yeah, yeah Jesus uh, oh, There's a lie again, a line from Dave's review where he says this was Quote, probably the second best match on the show And then gave it one and a half stars <laughs> Yeah This nearly finished me off man Like this is so long. This, Thumbs in the armpits, like rented, fetid, bin juice of a
3: match. The the one-two punch of this and the next match, I just like oh, this fuck. is this is know, like this is you know a what? proper killer. I can only imagine what the crowd were like because like they go from being dead for the whole show to having watch having to watch a match on a screen that went on for about four months.
1: I don't even think the junkyard match is awful i just think it's impossible to watch
3: (laughs) it's impossible to watch it doesn't the best part is like and i don't know you you have the actual written review here but uh on profile tv the junkyard Invitational doesn't even have a rating from dave
2: so dave's final line is it's not fair to rate this on it's not excuse me it's not fair to rate this because the guys clearly worked really hard and it was largely unwatchable television
3: yeah um so, they mused that, obviously, there I don't know if there was a technical issue and they were just stalling for time or they were waiting to set things up. But, like, the commentators talk for a while about uh, the upcoming Junk Air match. And then there's the cut to uh Hack calling everybody out. Again, the WCW After Effects team getting a nice uh, static that mm. definitely looked legitimate. And, uh, like, they were... I I don't know. Like, I definitely... Got the feel like they were trying to capture what uh, Sandman backstage ECW promo looked like with that mm-hmm. the, the static and the like the camera is kind of like doing some angular shit and it's mm. again it's got that grainy effect on it as well It's like why are you trying to like for a company that Eric Bischoff like would swear on a stack of Bibles he never tried to rip off like. Very interesting to me that they're still trying to rip off ECW in 1999 <laughs> and would still continue to poach their guys for quite a while to come.
2: Ah, But anyway, I guess we just have to get into it, lads. Have you ever wanted to barely see Mikey Whipwreck, DDT, Steve Regal on a car? This is the match for you. <laughs> I genuinely think that if, no, if if we didn't
3: have the notes in front of us and I said to either one of you, Name all the participants
2: in this match. Oh, I can't. You would miss minimum. <laughs> no. You would miss three of them. I looked it up in the death of WCW, and they list somebody who wasn't even in the match. Amazing. So what I have here is Hack, Fit Finlay,
3: Horace, Mikey Whipwreck, Stephen Regal, Brian Knobs, Silver King, Rocco Rock, Hugh Morris, C. Dave Taylor, La Parka, Johnny Grunge, and
2: Jerry Flynn. Yeah, probably. Let's go with that.
3: Yeah. Um, sounds about right so um, before we get into I, I think we'll we, do we want to talk about the uh, the audio and visual presentation of this match first or last because it is a major point of this I think I,
1: you, you can't talk about this match without talking about that
3: okay let's start with that it is unwatchable and unlistenable it is uh, so yeah. the, the 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 harbinger of how bad this is going to be is of course there's not a ring bell the match starts with a fucking air horn And because they're obsessed, and WCW have been obsessed with this for years, since Monster Trucks uh, back in the day of having the aerial shot of action outside. Uh, What this means in this match, though, is that there is, we've mentioned already, the deafening roar of helicopter blades through this whole match.
2: And apparently they didn't put a zoom lens on that camera because it is a no. constant wide. It doesn't yeah. zoom into any part. It is the circle of cars every time you cut to the helicopter.
1: Do, yeah. do you know what I thought? I thought somebody watched the intro to Raw. i went, <laughs> oh man, we need to do that. You yeah. know where they're brawling up on top of Titan Towers with the mm-hmm. fucking helicopter going overhead? Yeah. And not one of them had the guts to throw Rey
3: Mysterio off a skyscraper. God damn it!
2: He jumped <laughs> off his own skyscraper in the last. That's match. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that is very
3: true. Um, and then like, even though like, Kieran, you mentioned like the the wide shots. You just like it was just dots running around. Oh,
2: you can't tell who's who. Like everybody is in like jeans yes. and a yeah. t shirt, apart yeah. from Silver King, who stupidly wore his wrestling gear. Yeah, my There's favorite. That, oh, look, is, oh, is La Parker. Yes, the mask, mask, gloves, boots. Jeans and a lumberjack shirt. Yeah. Perfect.
3: Uh, l- Sorry. A lumberjack Sleeveless. shirt with the sleeves cut off. Yes. Yes. yes.
2: Yeah. I am immediately going to go and create him in the first wrestling game I can find in my collection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he should be an unlockable and fight forever. Yeah. That's that's for Fabulous. sure. Fabulous. Um what's what's great is like so everything goes mad. Um at the very start. What seems to happen is a few of them start fighting, but a few of them just go, ah, do you know what? Like, how often do you get to climb a car? Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like they're in like an adventure center or something like that. <laughs> just start to climb up, how high can I get? Um, Silver King, uh, this is like skipping a couple of minutes where I'm just like, because it's so dark as well. That's the thing; it's like indecipherable who is wrestling who
2: about any half the action, time in this match.
1: Any action just seems to involve somebody jumping from one car
2: to another. Yeah, that, that's all you can make. Out. Someone with a bumper.
1: Yeah.
3: There's like the first two minutes is me first half of it trying to figure out what's going on and the second half just rubbing my temples as I surrender to the fact I will not understand <laughs> what's going on. And the first actual move I wrote down is Silver King abandoning all reason, attempting a senton onto Knobs and just eats Kerr with his arse.
2: Yeah, the, like Knobs is on the roof of a van, isn't he? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Silver King comes off a stack of cars yeah. behind the van. Now, um, I, w-
3: I would dispute Dave's assertion that all these men were working hard because by roughly minute three of this match, most of them are blown up. Yeah. And you go from the looking at aerial dots to when they do the zoom in, it's just lads moving around at walking pace.
1: well, I, Kind I, of I,
3: half-heartedly hitting each other with things.
1: I should say, like, it takes about six minutes in before we actually see Mikey Whipbrook on camera. And all he's doing is just walking through a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Mikey Whipbrook is here too. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> I, di- I did, like, in terms of fits in this match as well, Regal in uh, the casual gym wear of a 1940s strongman. With his, like, I am convinced, right? So he's wearing, like, clearly Adidas tracksuits that maybe maybe stripper pants uh, with the stripes down the side. And he's wearing, like, a long-sleeve vest, which I was really, the whole time I was praying, is like, somebody's going to pants him and it's going to turn out he's wearing long johns. Please,
2: <laughs> please let that be the bit. And it wasn't. I was so disappointed. Um, I gave him a little credit. I thought it was, like, at least, like, possibly an England rugby top. But, like, not only am I watching this in darkness. I'm watching it off a of VHS rip. <laughs> yeah.
3: Then I noticed that Jimmy Hart is here, and he both has and is a helmet. <laughs> um, He is just standing there in a luminous yellow t-shirt with an enormous <laughs> helmet on him to protect <laughs> yes, him from danger. I'm pretty sure he's wearing a t-shirt that is advertising the drunk yard. <laughs> Amazing. And then it was like, I think it was about minute four, where I was like, not one person in this thousand man match has gone within a country mile of the fence, which is how you're supposed to
2: win. We've been calling it a fence and they've been calling it a fence. It's a gate. It's a gate. It's one of and those at gates least with half, two wheels on it. At least half of the participants could have very easily squeezed through the gap between it and the other gate <laughs> yeah, without needing yeah. to climb over anything. Yeah. And one or two of them probably could have
3: seen clean over the gate if it was a solid gate. Like it's not that <laughs> high up either. I have a really one of the best, like when we get to the end and the person who wins it climbs over, he does one of the greatest sell jobs of acting like something is high up in the air when it is not. I've (laughs) ever seen (laughs) how (laughs) you take like. Over 30 seconds to scale a fence no higher
1: than a toddler on another toddler's shoulders. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like, you're correct in saying that, like, none of these guys seem able to find the the gate. They don't seem to be interested. Well, no one seems to be looking for the maybe gate. Maybe they hadn't told
3: them. Well, yeah. How
1: did they get did, into did... the junkyard? That's my <laughs> question.
3: They were all airlifted in by that <laughs> fucking the helicopter. Maybe it's like the monsters' ball match, and they've all been in the junkyard for a week and they've just <laughs> like got completely disoriented. <laughs> Oh, they start calling him old boxcar Finley. <laughs> he just growls at people when they're bringing in new cars. Oh uh-huh. fuck! Um. So, uh, yeah, it's about then that I realize. Oh, look, the public enemy are back. <laughs> and they're just like, there's a bit where it's like, Tony's like, "Is that, is that, is that Flyboy Rocco Rock?" <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant because as he's saying that, there's a shot of Rocco Rock where you cannot discern like. The, the fucking Patterson film is clearer. <laughs> like it's just this dark shape, this sphere of a humanoid.
1: Yeah, like but, it's but like... Tony would recognize that sixty-nine on a on a football <laughs> shirt anywhere. <laughs> I love, I I love that the Public Enemy would rather work in WCW in this fucking match. Then go back to ECW and put it over the Dudleys.
0: Yeah,
2: well, not for much longer. Mm-hmm. They have after this, they have uh, six more matches in WCW plus mm-hmm. a singles match for Rocco Rock, and you get to watch their final WCW match because it happens on the Thunder. Ah, oh,
3: yay! <laughs> um, can I say as well the how funny it is that the time to do the big public enemy return to WCW is three weeks after they banned Hardcore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, their bit is putting people through tables. But what's really impressive is in 1999, they work on TV for WWF, WCW, and ECW. Yeah. I mean, work. (laughs) Well, okay, fine. I'll give you that. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, make appearance in a wrestling
1: match. Damn and fucking the insane clown posse. like I Yeah. Mean, now, it doesn't say much. It didn't take much talent to get on TV in 1999.
3: For those of you who remember who I listed out uh, as part of this match, it would take you quite a number of guesses to, uh, to get to who the first two to do the I'm teasing climbing the fence to win this match
2: was. <laughs> yes, that's right, everyone. It was Rocco Rock and Horace Hogan. Yeah, to re- they go and do a climb to remind us of the one rule. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, so Rocco is hanging on to the top of the fence as Horace kind of drags at him. Absolutely pathetic because like, again, this fence is about as tall as Horace. So Horace is standing there pretending it's hard to reach up and drag Rocco back. Um, meanwhile, everybody else. that's, oh, that's the other thing. is like these two are like any, either one of them could go over the fence at any second. And everybody else in the match is fighting completely unaware at a hundred feet away. Well, that's it. Whenever they do the aerial shot, I'm trying to find the fence, and I yeah, can't. You don't <laughs> see it. Yeah. Like I'm. There's a part of me that started to wonder: Is like, did they shoot the fence stuff separately and cut it in <laughs> later? at
2: like, well, that at the end.
3: Um. So, fit fit. Oh my god. Right. Okay. Who wants to talk about Fit Finley and the forklift? Because this was. The least perilous moment of peril I've ever seen in my life. There was, I respected the shit out of Fit Finlay here being like, I am not for one second risking the possibility. I am not putting my health and safety into the hands of this company for a moment.
1: It's Very soon. you say that because he still ended up getting fucking badly maimed in this match.
3: Yeah, yeah. What, so explain the bit with Forklift Lee.
1: Uh, I think it's him and Hack are brawling yes, yeah. and Hack throws him into a boot of a car. Yeah. and locks The trunk the, for our American d- friends. The trunk for our American friends, yes, into the boot. Uh, locks the boot. The boot instantly pops open. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And Hack slams it. would have
3: been so funny if the boot popped open and Finney just got up and walked out.
1: <laughs> like, didn't even run, just like... Yeah. I'm pretty sure Hack slams it down again and mm. we get, oh my God, here's a forklift. Yeah. As and as soon as the forklift like literally tips off the car, Finley is like, "No, fuck this!" Hops out of the boot. Was and... there? This, what I couldn't tell as well as it's not a
3: wrestler driving the forklift. It like it's no, it's just some guy. hack. Hack has a staff. I called it
2: an unknown sixteenth party. Yeah, like, I, guess, I guess. I like, guess. I get what um, Chastity had very hairy legs. I kind feel of <laughs> if it was Chastity, <laughs> who are like, you to judge, Garen I like, you know, like I'm not judging. Let her let her no, just
1: right. a man. Could, just, could she should, just made an life. observation,
2: but like, I guess she couldn't get her forklift license in time. <laughs> the um, same as how she couldn't appear on Thunder to invite people to her charges invitational. It was Jimmy Hart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like
1: the 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 forklift
2: then proceeds to put
1: the car into the compactor and I'd say it takes a good 45 seconds between (laughs) Finley getting out of the boot and the car actually beginning to get compacted. Like,
3: immediately, as soon as he detects the faintest hint that the forklift is near the car, he just gets up and walks off.
2: Finley didn't have time to just watch Titanic. He had time to fucking make it by the time that thing got
3: crushed. Not only that, but, like, blatantly in front of the forklift driver could could clearly see that Finley was gone, but still brought it into the crusher, and then... Like, I'll But you, then you have I, to
1: consider that the forklift driver has probably already been paid by Hack, so why does he care if there's a body in the boot?
3: I yeah. am looking at the uh, the explosions of the, the bombs in AEW more fondly after the pyrotechnics efforts at the end of this match, oh. where they have the car gets crushed, two-second pause, and then a couple of sparklers go off. <laughs> Gilbert, Kenders.
2: Apparently yeah. there were party poppers in the glove compartment.
3: <laughs> yeah, God. I well, I'd say there were a few party poppers in the trunk here. That night, if you know what I mean. Um. So what? Yeah. So the Forlacroffer bails before any peril. That oh my God. So Finley, they obviously wanted to give Fit Finley the cool action movie walk away explosion moment, where they <laughs> Is want that what this was. <laughs> Did you not see it with the barrel? Oh, I saw the barrel, but like... So they wanted to do the thing where he kicks over the barrel, it lights the...
0: The trail. So because yeah. he kicks over
3: yeah. the... He kicks over the fuel. Yes. Like a fuel canister. And then he's supposed to kick over the thing and then the trail is supposed to light and it's supposed to light the car. But by the time he gets to the barrel, the car's already on fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he still does it anyway. And then the trail of like fuel to the car doesn't light on fire, but the
2: car randomly explodes... It says, uh, they say the explosion kept all the other wrestlers at bay. Yes. None of them in the same zip code as that car when it Um, goes What what
1: about Horace and and Johnny Grunt that were already at the gate?
3: Disappeared off the face of the earth. (laughs) I I also love that. I'm just realizing this now. I literally just stopped taking notes at this because when the explosion happened, I just wrote fuck off. And the next thing I have is the next match. (laughs) (laughs) So Finley won anyway.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, it's
3: legitimately one of the
1: worst matches I've ever watched. Finley won and then I don't think is able to wrestle on TV for a number so, of months.
2: Uh no, I think he's no, he's still around. Um, he actually gets injured by Brian Nobbs in a different hardcore match. Oh, is it okay, They do right. a table spot and Finlay breaks his leg. Um okay. so this one this thing cost over a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my uh, god. Jimmy Hart was that's in charge. Nearly, that's nearly one Michael Buffer appearance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and apparently Mikey Whitbreck's pleas to tape it beforehand fell on deaf ears, and this was live. Jesus! I mean, that's yeah. that that is one surprising, but two yeah. kind of explains a lot. Apparently Whipwreck went, why don't we go down there like a day or two before? We'll all get we'll all do one or two cool spots, edit it together, and then just have Finley climb over the gate. And apparently yeah. WCW didn't want to do this. Okay.
3: I'm just going to say this, right? And I do not want to cast aspersions on the man or the company I'm about to mention. But when you have this many people in a match and the man with the most vision (laughs) and knowledge of production (laughs) and editing is Mikey Whipwreck from ECW.
2: Yeah. Trouble. As Gar Kidney would say, jail. (laughs) <laughs> Go to jail. I also have the injury list. Okay. So, uh, Silver King needed sixty-six-zero stitches in his shoulder after hitting a broken windscreen. Uh, Hugh Morris needed stitches in his hand when he put it through the same windscreen. Ah, fuck that. Uh, Hack uh, separated his shoulder and may have also injured his neck. You can see him like when he's putting Finley in the boot of the taxi. He's got one arm hanging by his side. And Mikey Whitbreak also suffered a concussion.
3: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. For a match,
2: you can barely see.
3: Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, it's almost worth telling people listening to this to go watch it because you, like, I don't think we've even done justice to the That's what I was going to
1: say. I don't think if if you've never seen this, you can't fathom just how awful it is.
3: Yeah. Like, on every level, the wrestling, the people involved, and the we way didn't the match was even... put together, how it looked, how it sounded—we
2: didn't know. even after was going to say. We didn't even talk about the constant fucking roar of the, the helicopter fucking in the, the background. Person, the person I feel most sorry for is actually Mike Taney, who went all the way out there just and... to do Robert Llewellyn in the uh, Scrap heap Challenge intro in the, yeah. the previous thing, and then wasn't even the fucking commentator. They it's yeah. like it was the commentary was done by Bobby and Tony back in the building. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe it was Taney in the forklift.
3: I'm sorry. <laughs> Tanay was at the bar already. <laughs> like, as soon as his bit with the trophy was done, he's like, I'm clocking out, guys. I'm not being part of this. Um, Our next match, we try to pick ourselves up for this, but at least this was like, this was the oasis in the middle of the pay-per-view. Like, even though the idea... Very much. It's great to have you return, Lee, both on a match that flies in the face of how you should defend a tag team title and then later does the reverse Lee Malone of defending a singles title in a tag team match. It's a great week for you to be back. Um, but we have a three-on-two handicap match for the world tag team title. Triad, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, Diamond Dallas Page and Canyon versus Chris Benoit and Perry Saturn. And in spite of the three versus two for the um for the tag team titles being a thing, I thought, by the incredibly low standards of this show, this was a very competent match that got the crowd going at
2: long last. I disagree. Let's carry on.
1: (laughs) I also disagree. Okay. (laughs) I thought this match did not deliver at all. I I don't think, I think for this, like,
3: for the pay-per-view, I think these guys can deliver better. I'm at least vindicated by the, uh, it would seem that I add on the sliding scale of the show that Dave Meltzer somewhat agrees with me. This was three and a half stars from him by considerable distance, the highest rated match on the show.
2: I will say, I think it's the best match on the show almost by default. I do not think it's a three and a half star match, even in 1999.
3: (laughs) So we get a long tag team title recap. Uh, incorporating mostly the Flair and Bagwell storyline and only kind of latterly the tag teams that are involved in this. Um, It's all Saturn and Benoit for the first minute, which is kind of the running thing of their matches, that they're so intense, they kind of overwhelm everybody early and they kind of have to cheat to get the heat then. Um, They control the ring and the heels have to regroup a couple of times. Um, I love that of the three guys here, you know, big, scary Bam Bam Bigelow, multiple time world champion now at this stage, DDP, almost by default for a second reign. Um, The one who goes, no, guys, I think I can single-handedly dispatch Chris Benoit and Perry Saturn is Chris Canyon. It's I got great. this cleaner. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so good. Yeah, he is a full cleaner I got this moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I will say as much as I didn't like the actual match itself, I thought Tony and Heenan on the call, they absolutely did their best to put over the guys in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony at the start gives all the the background of Saturn working ECW shows with like a broken fucking leg and torn ACL. Yeah, um, an injury called,
2: that led to one of the best named tag teams of all time when he had to finally sit out because Mustafa Saeed was gone as well. We got New Jack nators. and John Cronus as the Gangster nators. yeah Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, then like they Benoit gets in the ring and they. Ref- both refer to him as like an uncrowned champion of mm. the fans, and like the fans are so into him, and they want mm. him to be something. Yeah. And he and then does a really good job putting over Canyon as a future star. He's like, "God, yeah. oh, this guy is going to yeah. be huge someday soon." Um,
3: I look. I think Chris Canyon understands hubris more than any professional wrestler of his generation because he does this bit that I was describing, where he's like, "No, guys, I got this. Don't worry." And when I say immediately. He immediately (laughs) got the shit kicked out of
0: him
2: (laughs) (laughs) By both of them. There was a sequence I really love. So Saturn grabs Canyon for a German suplex. Canyon grabs the ref to prevent being lifted and elbows his way out. And then he pushes the ref out of the way when he gets admonished for this. Perry grabs him again. So with the ref out of arm's reach, Canyon grabs the top rope. Benoit saunters across the apron from his corner playing and then playing off the story we talked about from their match on Thunder, Chops uh, Canyon once very hard, spinning him around into a t bone suplex. Lovely, yeah.
3: The um, the, the one thing about so the thing that knocks this down to me, which is where, like I said, these guys are capable of a lot better, even though I did enjoy this match. And maybe it's the Stockholm syndrome of the two matches beforehand, <laughs> but the thing that was fundamentally broken about the middle part of this match is the psychology of it, which for the the five men involved in this match, you're just like, how the fuck are you making such a basic error? Because the story of this match is the valiant heels being made to suffer by the nasty baby faces of whom there are less.
1: Yeah. Saturn and Benoit worked this match as total heels.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as if they had the man advantage.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I mean? I that
1: part of it, like,
3: like, and where it eventually changes is like, um, there's a bit where Canyon does the, like, he just like, he's like, nope, 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 nope. And he starts running around the ring. And eventually, I think it's Saturn. He leads into like a double ambush by the guys. Yeah, was, and that's yeah. the first heel thing the heels did in a couple of minutes. Cause they were like running scared from the nasty baby faces
2: to then. So, I mean, to give them sort of, I, I agree, but to give them sort of credit, I think the story they were going for is, the two experienced baby faces managed to isolate the inexperienced heel mm. and they don't, they're not constantly beating up the other guys as well. They're just sort of like knocking them off the apron and yeah. keeping Canyon isolated I, this like, is, however, a whole lot of a six foot five inch heel dead selling for two five foot nine inch yeah. baby faces. But it also
3: gets an incredible amount of baby face sympathy on Canyon. Can't it does get to his buddies. But I
2: think that's leading. Like, but if you look at the actions towards the end of the match, I think this is they are totally going for setting up for Canyon Canyon turning face.
3: Mm. Yeah, they're just queuing up positively, Canyon ahead. ahead yeah. Of time. Yeah, um So where am I at here? Uh, Saturn gets perched on the top rope by Canyon after the ambush. um, But he crotches Canyon and hip tosses him off the top rope. We get a hot tag to Benoit, who has a nice big plate of chops for all three men then. Uh, There are some very, very loud chops uh, in this match. Not quite as loud as, and Lee, I'm so sorry you missed it on rehash. The uh, Steamboat Terry Funk match. Uh, Where those men nearly sent each other's nipples into the back I've, row. I've, with seen, the chops. I've seen the match
1: before. It's, oh, well, it's yeah. It's a great god.
3: Match. I if if you had told me that I was allowed to stop this pay per view, rewatch and re review that match, I would have I would have taken your arm off at that stage. Um. So yeah, the hot tag, the chops. Uh, he goes up ton. Uh, oh yes, yeah, so Paige cuts him off, and then this is this is like. We gift, last time you were on the show, Kieran. we gift uh Paige doing one of the best I'm stuck in the ropes and can't break up the pin spots I've ever seen in my life. And this is one of the, like, this is unintentional. One of the best heel trying to show off and then completely looking like a tit because he goes up on the top rope to try and taunt. But he went up with a bit too much, he put a bit too much sauce on that jump up to the middle rope and went arse over tea kettle over the turnbuckle to the outside.
2: And then saved it by hopping up on the guardrail. It's, yeah. i think it's intentional like he I, knows uh, well, no i think you, like if you look uh, the crowd are not into this at all the thing you yeah. called a hot tag, dave like yeah, it yeah, wasn't was yeah. oh no like, it was a cup yeah. of tea that had been out for yeah. several
3: hours yeah mechanically it's a hot tag like it's yeah. it's the hot tag yeah. spot but yeah. It, yeah i i don't want but to make it sound like it actually the, was the, hot the, the crowd didn't made get hot no in the last, noise like, for
2: it yeah, that, yeah, the crowd doesn't get hot till like the last three or so minutes, maybe. Yeah, maybe a little less. Um, But like, I think Paige is like, they're, they're not paying attention. And he goes up,
3: because this is where you all think, the beach balls have happened. You think you think he's been watching his Sabu tapes? And Sabu's uh, intentional <laughs> botches? Intentional botches? No, it's a, no uh, I think
2: it's an intentional pratfall, because uh, then my new all favorite, the crowd are
3: watching the ring again. It's my new favorite Twitter guy. The guy who like months after the last time everyone was talking about this goes, hey guys, I don't know if you know this, but Sabu would sometimes intentionally botch spots. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I will say in, in Kieran's support of this, DBP then gets in the ring within a couple of seconds. Like he gets the tag and there's this big shit eating grin on his face. Mm. And it's like, it's, it's like natural. It's not him putting on. Yeah, but- a It's like, it's like a thing of, I got them. Yeah. Mm. Is it I got them or
3: that could have gone very badly? <laughs> <laughs> like I may have absolutely creased myself. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? The page, possibly the, the greatest worker of them all. Uh, where are we next? Uh, yeah. So uh, Canyon next. He tries to wear down Benoit. God bless him. Uh, corner whips. Benoit tries to post out the corner, but gets caught in uh, Canyon's cool sit out Alabama slama. Uh, Bam Bam tagged in next lads. Bam Bam has just not been doing it. It's nah. just like you know we've said it before about people on this show, but like washed is the word that comes to mind. Like not only like physically, but like it, he doesn't seem to even be trying within the limitations he has at this stage. He's just like he's happy to be here hanging out with the lads. Look at the outfit. It.
2: Look yeah. at the outfit. Like where's the where are the flames? Where's the guy cool with like
3: suit? a guy who hit the whole thing was his look was iconic. Yeah. I mean, that's not all he had. Like, I, I don't want to say that he was just a look and nothing no. else, but like, it was a key part of the act. Now, he does, I know, like later in his run, put a bit more effort into the, the outfit, but I think that might be because he's like physically diminished a little mm. bit more. So that the the nicer jumpsuits start to come out. But yeah, this is like, it was like th- somebody went and ordered a uh, Matanza Cueto costume off Wish. <laughs> Like It's It's the cheapest uh, boiler suit you've ever seen with like, somebody's got a Pritt stick and stuck Bam Bam onto it. Or those, sorry, greetings from Asbury Park on it. Yeah, that's, uh, uh,
1: I think it says everything about the atmosphere in WCW that Bam Bam came in after a fucking great 1998 in ECW. He had a great feud with Taz and all the triple threat stuff. And he comes in hot, teasing the feud with Goldberg for a month, two months Gets dragged out, and by the time they actually do the Goldberg match, it's just dead. Yeah, and just he hasn't got back yet. Yeah, nor
3: will he. Um, so the heels dominate, and Bam Bam goes for his big boy moonsault, which again looks worse and worse as time goes on. Uh, he misses. Saturn comes in, cleans house, bundles Canyon and Paige outside in the ring. They double team Bam Bam, get him down for a splash. Uh, diving headbutt, but page comes off the top and breaks it up. Uh, we get a lovely looking northern light suplex for a two count. Uh, then Saturn decides to go for the Death Valley driver, bonks the ref. Because, of course, how many times, like I love Perry Saturn, but how many times have we seen the DVD legs bump the ref spot? I feel like a thousand times.
2: It's a move from the future. The referees of WCW have never seen a man lifted up onto another man's shoulders before. (laughs) They're going to say it's
3: 1999. They've never seen a DVD before. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So then Bamam tries to throw dust, which is not an established thing that the triad have been doing. Um, At least not on Thunder, anyway. Um, He then accidentally blinds Paige with it. Uh, Paige is blind and hits the diamond cutter on Canyon uh bam bam puts canyon's foot on the ropes to break it up uh german suplex bridge for two count from benoit uh
2: ddp just has a bin (laughs) (laughs) this is the part where i wrote nobody cares about legal men anymore between this and the eight men it's like watching lumpy dragon Gate. yeah and this is where they have the uh i think this is where they had the argument a bit oh
3: he's the legal man is he Uh, So that
2: comes earlier on So like like Benoit hits that diving head button That comes just seconds after uh, Shivani reminds us that Saturn is legal And so is Paige if you're keeping score And the referee counts uh, Benoit's Cover on Bam Bam (laughs) Uh, So he has his bin He bonks Benoit
3: (laughs) Bonks Canyon Uh, Then uh, Bam Bam lifts Saturn up into An elevated cutter Bam Bam rolls in the ref, pins Um, It psychologically completely fell apart in the middle but the that like I, I could have done without the bin i'll tell you that but um the <laughs> from cra- the powder was... on
1: the crowd were into it but i yeah. think that's the only part the crowd were into
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah like i don't know i think
3: i think i think you could run it back to like when saturn starts really to get going like right before he signals for the dvd and the dvd is where like they the crowd hit another gear of cheering they're like starting to Make noise when he's doing that sequence, and then when yeah. he see when he does is the, the 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 you know the oh, Cronus where are you? Uh, the <laughs> when he starts in a symbol for the DVD, um, that's when the crowd start to go oh yeah yeah we're cooking now, um, and then uh, don't uh savor that for too long because they go right back to quiet after this. Um, the
2: last minute and a half of this, I thought, were really good and really creative. Yeah unfortunately there were 22 previous minutes <laughs> at least 10 of which did not need to be there like the baby face this match goes 23 and a half minutes yeah Holy it's fuck. by
3: far the longest match on the 23
2: 17 yep
3: yep you would have definitely if i told you there was a nearly 25 minute match you definitely would have said the junkyard match <laughs> <laughs> like you definitely
2: i mean like the first half of the eight man felt like 20 minutes
3: yeah yeah, yeah. um anyway there's uh there's no real um time to breathe because we go straight into the next match which i know we've all been waiting for which is Buff Bagwell versus <laughs> RPVP in a boxing match with Mills Lane as your special guest referee and that's where i had him about the vict- dressed as a victorian child ghost um
2: i would like to point out that despite the bit at the beginning of the show, I do not think Michael Buffer is any good. I want to clear my name here. <laughs> he said, uh, "My note is, oh God, Buffer is here." He yeah. then says, "They will lace up the leather," inadvertently revealing his search
3: history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have some uh the the history of Mills Lane. He's made two appearances in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, he appeared on the November sixteenth, nineteen ninety eight episode of WWE Raw on the Titan Tron. And made a ruling in regards to a contract dispute between Stone Cold Steve Austin and the McMahon family. And then he I, was remember, also... that. I yeah. remember that. I
2: remember that. And
3: then he shows up like the. Does he show up? Is it the Nitro the Go Home Nitro where he showed? They announced that he's
2: gonna. Yes, yeah. So yeah. that's where the that's where the interview with, uh, that JJ Dylan is conducting comes from. That's where mm-hmm. this match got set up, and Tony yeah. couldn't decide uh, if it was a boxing match or just a tape fist match.
3: Yeah. Um. So, buff's outfit. I actually think the boxing shorts like don't look horrendous on him. Both made the, an effort.
2: Yes. I the, wrote the he looks like he's taking the piss out of Mark Merrow.
3: Yes. But, he, he, but taking the piss by looking like a much tougher Mark Merrow because like he is like like again, the condition of the man.
2: Oh yeah, he's in shape. Like, like especially yeah. like contrasted to Piper, who looks like he's like been teleported in from the fucking seventies with his saggy yeah. like blue pants, no knee pads. Yeah. Why, why wasn't Piper in boxing mm-hmm. shorts? Yeah. Like yeah. why?
1: Why did he wear his wrestling tights?
2: Yeah, like, <laughs> like one arms. of one of Dave's notes in the Observer is, "I had to suffer topless Piper." <laughs> yeah, they're like. That's the bottom um, half you're concerned about, Lee. I suppose.
0: Yeah.
3: So, like, the thing that kind of got me about Buff's,
2: like, gear, because I thought the
3: boots looked good, the shorts looked good, he was in great condition, obviously, ripped to shreds, tanned to bits, um, but it was the gloves, where I'm thought, okay, now it's, like, a little bit goofy comedy because one glove says Buff's right, the other one says Buff's left, and they say one, two on them. So you're doing two, two jokes. gloves-based graphic yeah. jokes.
0: They <laughs> <Like,
2: laughs> were better than Piper's gloves. Yeah. Like, he, he, his rim. hands very clearly did not go to the end of those gloves. I was just going to say, I was, huge. Like,
1: are they novelty boxing gloves?
2: Yeah. Like the yeah. fingers on just, a lot of his punches were like open-handed slaps because his hands just don't fill, didn't fill the gloves. Yeah. He tells the story of like the Mr. T match where he was forced to have his, his fist taped closed before they were put inside the gloves. So he wouldn't hurt Mr. T. Mm. I reckon he told that story and then told them, look, you better do it again here so I don't hurt Bagwell.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm sure you would all probably be surprised to learn that there's a moment here right before this match starts. That's my favorite moment on the whole pay-per-view. And it's a blink and you'll miss it. Is it where it's, Judy Bagwell almost does the title? It's no, it's right before that. <laughs> so Buff Bagwell announces that he's got back and that backup is Judge Judy Bagwell, which I did laugh at that part. The best part, blinking, and you'll miss it. And if you're not watching the back of the screen, you'll miss it. Look at Ric Flair's face when he says Judy Bagwell. That man's eyes go wide as plates. Like, like fucking stone cold, Judy Bagwell's about to come out and hit him with a stunner. Like, it's it is cl- he does the Vince Cell when the glass shatters, like, he's one <laughs> step short of doing the gulp. There's just this, like, because it's obviously like, our, like, it's upscaled from standard definition on the network, but you can still see, like, there's just the flash of the white of his eyes going like. The fuck, Judy Bagwell? Is that former tag team champion Judy Bagwell coming out? Uh, I died, but uh, she comes out anyway, and yes, she trips over a cable on the way out and nearly absolutely snorts herself. She
2: did better than Chavo Guerrero did on the Nitro, where he went arse over tea kettle down the ramp. Yes, yes, <laughs> but that's good.
3: Look, it's Judy Bagwell, she's a pro. You of know. course, yeah. Um so yeah she oh and she has like a god awful uh, spray paint effect t-shirt of the two of them the Bagwells Bobby, Bobby
2: says something to the effect of she's clearly been to a garage sale not because of the shirt look she's had her hair her hair on yeah that was a great line I,
3: I love that Ric Flair who has been burying every member of every audience at every show as well as the entire roster of the company he works for opens his little bit on the microphone by going look I respect Judy Bagwell <laughs> yeah like she's a your fucking your mother.
1: Like she's his <laughs> famous shooter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love that he closes that whole thing with, "Look, I can't save you. Roddy's gonna shoot on you." Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. It's
2: awful. He says, "I can't save you," and then gestures to Julian goes, "And neither can she."
3: Yeah. Um, he says, if you apologize, we'll just forget about it. And Buff, in what I'm sure he thought while he was writing down drafts of this earlier, thought was like it was probably the best comeback he came up with in his little notebook was, yeah, why don't you uh, rewind to three weeks
2: ago when I blockbustered your ass? Okay. Rick should have responded with, how about when my gormless idiot son pinned you on Nitro six days ago? Our brave United
3: States champion. Yeah. Uh, we have our match. Um. Piper looks like dog shit. We said that before. We don't really need to go over it again, but he just looks like, I I don't know.
1: It's so fucking bad. Like, like oh, yeah. it, it Shouldn't be on fucking TV. Like, what is this company at? Like, the roster they have at their disposal and they are willingly putting Roddy Piper in that shape. Like, yeah. I, get, I get the name value. I, I understand that. But, like, why would you put him in the ring looking like that?
3: It's mad that he would wrestle a match at WrestleMania 10 years after this. <laughs> 10 years and a cancer uh, after this. He would wrestle at WrestleMania. He's also got at least one, I think maybe two Royal R- Rumble appearances in his future still. Definitely. He's got the one he did Madison Square
1: Garden. The, and I think there was one somewhere. Was the one, I think there was one after the snuggle one. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Anyway. We're just trying to not
2: talk about this. He and Rick Flair uh, would be WWE World Tag Team Champions. Yeah, a decade after this. Yeah. oh, was it a decade? Was it uh, yeah. almost? Uh, it was oh, not quite. No, two thousand six. Well, so like seven well, years. Yeah, two thousand six.
3: Yeah. It was during the the Legends uh,
1: versus fucking what feud was that?
3: Oh, well, the Legends versus Jericho one. Two thousand eight. They actually beat the Spirit Squad. Oh, the so that was, Spirit Spirit yeah. Squad, yeah. What was. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The Jericho one was a couple of years later, where it was uh, him, was a him Snuka and uh, Steamboat. Because yeah. there's that bit where yeah, like yeah. The, the, the two guys look like absolute shit. Dragon gets in, and does one arm dragon. Jim yeah. Ross nearly climaxed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, and then Steamboat
1: had to work a fucking a whole fucking raft of house shows, and was like, "Yeah, ah, fuck this."
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah it's just a like what do you say about this match like it's just a like a work boxing match
2: so shivani says it's 10 three minute rounds and i'm like fucking hell there's no way i can stand half an hour of this um 46 sorry i you
3: you misspoke here
2: there's no way can piper stand for half an hour of this. (laughs) (laughs) that's what the breaks are for in between uh 46 seconds in shivani says two minutes have passed and round number one goes two minutes and 10 seconds And then the clock starts at two minutes for the second round. Yes, yes. Was it? Shivani goes, oh, I've just been told it's actually two-minute
0: rounds.
2: (laughs) Amazing. They do a thing where, like, Flair perfumes uh, Piper's gloves. That's what it looked like. He just brought his eau de toilette out and sprayed stuff on them. And the idea is, like, it affects bus vision when Piper jabs him in the face. (laughs) Did you see the absolute hash? flair and piper made of using a towel to yeah. wipe it off the gloves yeah. behind piper's back so lane couldn't see i feel they like missed yeah. so many times i feel like they had a good
3: idea in their head yes and it just the execution was
2: no <laughs> my only other match about this my only other note about this sorry is to finish like i wrote nothing about this it's just yeah it's just punches they do like the pendulum of momentum stuff, and you know a, a cheating heel, but it's just it's it's four minutes of bad punches. Yeah, and, and Lee,
3: this match with which Buffer enthusiastically states takes place under Marquise of Queensbury rules. <laughs> Please uh, tell the people listening uh, how this match finishes. Uh, it finishes was it was a, it a
1: right cross, a left hook? It, 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 it was inexplicably a blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and and
1: not even a tree count, a tree fucking gesture yeah, line.
2: Mills Lane counts this like he's the old world world of sport referee, Max Ward, who never could be bothered it, to get yeah, down to the Yeah, he couldn't get down pins. on the mat,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this fucking star, this is awful.
2: Congratulations to WCW on making a mockery of both boxing and wrestling in under 10 minutes. Another
3: moment where the, the Shivani mask slips about how much he hates life, where as this segment ends, he says, and I quote, have you ever seen a match or night where there isn't some sort of cheating in WCW? Oh, yeah, because he
1: he's <laughs> up in arms about, about it ending with the blockbuster. And Shivani's yeah. like, who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah. now no, lads. <laughs>
3: He complained about Dave being too generous with the three and a half stars for the handicap tag match. This got half a star. <laughs> and That is a criminal overrating of a match. It, to it me. was
2: after this that I sent the tweet that said, I have to come and talk to you about this. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, we have missed, however, um Judy at the beginning of round three, Judy Bagwell just gets in the ring and bites Piper's ear and yeah. then dumps a bucket on his head so buff can punch it off mm-hmm. um and then she does a brilliant job of stopping flair from making the save on the pinfall that's happening at the end of the boxing match yeah, she's able to, like, yeah. yeah. yeah she, she was like hold rick flair back with one arm she was the star of this, this whole disaster yeah. stone cold judy bagwell i'm
1: telling yeah. you she carried rick steiner <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: She um, had no, obviously had no business being a tag team champion, or even like no. in "quote unquote" wrestling matches. But she totally gets the business, and
3: very famously, we're not nearly done with Judy Bagwell and World Championship Wrestling yes. <laughs> or forklifts? <laughs> yes, that <laughs> <or> forklifts. <laughs> Do you think she was backstage watching that night, and she was like, "I got a fucking idea"?
2: Look, given the I camera just need, work on I that. Ju- if you- told me she was in that junkyard battle royal I believe you. She's
3: watching that forklift and she's like I want to do something with that I need to wait until there's somebody in a job here that's so dumb that's so (laughs) dumb they'll go for this and boy was she gift wrapped that man anyway um, we get a video package the Nash and Savage recap including uh, Savage reenacting pinning Nash with George in Nash's place which I hadn't seen before
1: Oh well, I mean, look, that was a uh, quite a moment.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I want to talk about the fashions. Yeah. So in that part, Medusa is making the count, and her flares are out of control. Yeah, like they're enormous. Like uh, we got Kev her, talking her, her, about sorry, her flares. Her flares, yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> Just you said
2: enormous and out of control. <laughs> Kev starts talking about sandals and you've got macho wearing a coat made from a hearthrug, rug beating up what looks like a giant dude love because there is now a tie-dye NWO shirt that Kevin Nash feels the need to model
1: uh, I want to defend that I want that tie-dye I would <laughs> happily wear that to All Out <laughs> what, what? or All well, In, whichever one of our to wear Yeah, well, yeah, uh, Lee's going to be at All In,
3: so if you see him and you happen to have one uh, or you want to make one for if
2: him. he's wearing it, you'll be definitely be able to see him wherever yeah. you are in that building. Yeah.
1: Oh, you'll be able to pick him up on the hard cam for sure. <laughs> Listen, if you don't think Big Sexy is going to be on that Wembley show, you got another thing going to
0: do. Are you,
3: do you think Ke- are you saying Kevin Ash, or are you referring to yourself wearing the tie dye t shirt <laughs> as Big Sexy?
1: <laughs> I refer to myself as a lot of things, but Big is not one of them. <laughs>
0: Oh, He's Lord. not denying the sexy part, though. You know. No, Josh. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a medium sexy, if anything. <laughs>
1: um, what? Well, like, obviously, I'm parachuting in here mm-hmm. for for this. Um, so at the top of the show, Shivani says this is a very unique tag team match where, in fact, Sting campaign his partner uh, yes. Kevin Nash to yes, yes, yes. win the is world it- title.
3: Is the question how did this come about?
1: No, no, no. I, I'm very aware oh. of how it came about because the hey, whole because thing of
3: Kevin sting... Nash un- under absolutely no pressure or obligation whatsoever decided <laughs> to offer this chance. Please stab me in the back, Sting.
1: Yes, Sting driving the Hummer and all that. Yeah. Um. My my point would be okay. So Nash doesn't trust his partner. Why not just make it a straight up four way match?
2: I believe we yeah. said that yeah. immediately when yeah. we reviewed Thunder. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Because, like, there's clearly, like, these guys are just booking the matches themselves on the fly, even in kayfabe. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's absolutely no reason for this to be a tag team match. Nobody's, it's not like JJ Dillon has come out and said, oh, you boys, you're going to get it on in a tag team
1: match. Like, there is no, it's... not. Nash is clever because he refuses to get in the ring for the first, like, couple of minutes of this match. Yeah, I'm not. He's in like, no, you got a Don't worry. Maybe
3: that's why he booked it because he's like, oh, there's an excuse for me not to get off the apron. Um, so, yes, this is the WCW World Heavyweight Title Tag Team match Kevin Nash and Sting versus Randy Savage and Sid Vicious with Gorgeous George, Medusa, and Miss Madness. Uh, <clears throat> even Buffer, as he's reading out the stip, seems to be like, what?
2: Every time Shivani has mentioned the stip throughout the show, he has like it has merely been statements of fact. Like he has offered no opinion on it. Clearly, he fucking hates Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I dubbed this the Diesel Jeopardy match. Um mm-hmm. and the first thing, Masho's music not being pomp and circumstance, really threw me. Yeah. Because oh, I don't yeah, remember the- him ever. Even in TNA for his one appearance, they had, I don't know, was it Surge get out the electric guitar and do yeah, a terrible a version of, of it? Yeah. 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 So you've never heard the What Up match?
1: No, I don't oh, think what? I have. No. Oh, man. I, I love, I
2: unironically love What Up match. It's pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mentioning like Buffer, like, I'm scarcely able to believe the stip as he's reading it out. Yeah. He introduces Savage and Sid as. Yes. Two men who care little about world title yes! belts in this world heavyweight <laughs> championship match where the whole, and the, star- whole <laughs> the whole fucking angle on Monday yeah. was that at the confusing end of the lumberjack match the week before Nash had left with the women, but Sid left with the belt and was even yeah. wearing it on nitro. Yeah. Uh, Sid was also referred to by
3: Buffer in, like, this, <laughs> yeah. was, uh, this was like a double bill of great, like, I'm sorry yes. Lee, but these were very funny and not in an intentional way, I guess, lines by Buffer. There was that. And then he refers to Sid as a supersized machine of destruction. Great
2: shit. And the viciously dangerous point man of Team Savage. Yeah, They're called Team Madness. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Or... Team Maidens, according to one sign, and Team Maddens, according to another, because nobody in a WCW. I actually wanted to set up a Twitter account that was just misspelled signs of WCW because when I was watching through all the nitros, every week the director would cut to at least one sign with a spelling mistake on it. Yeah. I've
3: gotten inured to it at this stage. I hardly even notice it. I wonder has my (laughs) spelling gotten worse from watching this show? Um, But in a harbinger of just how bad this match was going to be at the start, there's a big standoff between Savage and Nash. Savage chastises George for the uh, illusions during the hostage angle that George had become enamored with uh, the large, sexy man. Um, And because she is chastised, she decides to walk over to Nash's corner. So as if it wasn't fucking obvious what was going to happen from that point. She walked
1: out with Macho. Yeah, Yeah. like, she just spent all day with him just to
2: go, well, no, I'm going to go to this corner. So she's supposed to have black eyes under her shades. Yeah. But the Send for the Man incident isn't allowed to be referenced on TV at all. And you know, we talked about on Thunder, Dave, they, uh, Mike Taney was like, I've just heard Randy Savage has arrived at the building. Yeah. I've just heard Randy Savage is not being allowed on TV. That's why. That was for real. Wow. Because of the Sanford Man. Moment. Because because, yeah. Like he like Savage was in was in big trouble over that. Yeah. Well, not I mean, enough trouble. Right, not I mean, enough right, trouble given like, how this match goes. But like like
3: rightfully so as well. Yeah, I was just gonna say, absolutely. I was about to
1: say that, yeah. Rightfully so, like not yeah. fucking.
2: Yeah, not good, like, But like yeah, it's also, also it's also Remar- Please don't do domestic violence angles yeah. Particularly how this one plays out It's it's also remarkable
3: In 1999 that even I assume it would be threats from Turner Like yeah. I, I don't See WCW electing not to do this But even with corporate threats I'm still surprised that The Is- brain geniuses at WCW Put the title on them No, Well <laughs> yes but also that they Didn't still go ah no we'll work It into an angle mm. You know what I mean immediately um,
1: so like the 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 whole thing of her taking out the shades and the ring, and that's where I went. Hang on, this is the whole, you know, as as we call it, the send for yeah. the man moment. Mm-hmm. That that was this whole feud, and that's where I was just like, like she has visible, yeah, that guy, yeah, and they just don't address it. And no, obviously, yeah. as Kieran pointed out, it's for a very good fucking reason.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Real bad. If only there were any current day parallels to backstage unpleasantness not being allowed to be mentioned on national television.
1: <laughs> well, I mean that show Can't still think hasn't happened yet, so uh, yeah. hold your breath on that
3: one. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'll wait to release this show on laughter <laughs> just to case edit this whole bit out. Um. So yes, the the match starts. I guess. Um So Savage tries to confront her, uh, and then the faces attack. Uh, Sting brings him back into the ring Uh, Sid in but gets taken down by a big Sting crossbody Savage comes in, regains control of the match
2: Well, Sting hits the crossbody and then he repeatedly yeah. slams the back of Sid's head into the mat Yeah, Savage comes in and tries to make the save but they're moving around the mat so much he's just waving his foot impotently in the air yeah. and then just gets out the ring again
3: <laughs> There's a bit here where Medusa the idea is that she's going to do like a roundhouse kick to his side and buckle him but it's the most half-assed kick you've heard like Medusa knows better than this like she's just like I
1: mean look Medusa's fucking outfits that we've talked about before yeah really prohibit her from doing stuff that she's capable
3: yes, of yes doing. <laughs> she's had several near misses I did uh,
2: notice uh she was in trainers and it's the uh it's the bunny rule from AEW if she's in flats she's going to get physical mm-hmm. yeah and she very much did in this
3: yeah uh, Nash got tagged in for a slow comeback. This man was blown up by being tagged in. Um, Whenever
2: I see Kevin Nash wrestle, I can only ever think of Jim Cornette running through the five moves. The of five Kevin moves Nash. are doing, yeah. yeah the fucking hair flip, the fucking flipper punch. <laughs> he then does a
3: firm. It's funny because like Sting had not done anything so far to make MASH think he was going to be betrayed, but he still does the I'm annoyed at you physical tag yeah. out to Sting again. Like he is, he put himself in this situation where he could lose the title to Sting and now he's trying to flare up aggro with Sting where there is none. Like Sting the whole time is like, man, we're cool. It's fine. He's been,
1: yeah, he's just been working the match like, yeah, yeah. We're,
3: we're good um so scrappy outside with a match and then as you said the
2: women get physical and shove sting into the ring post um shivani calls them polished and prolific lady wrestlers medusa has never been polished and up to this point had had exactly one match in 1999 yeah uh her next one will be on nitro in a few weeks and it's against a fabulously named patty stone grinder all separate words Incredible. And Miss Madness, since joining WCW over a year ago, has had four matches, all as Starla Saxton, and think, none of them in 1999. I think you use a patty
3: stone grinder to season your burgers on the grill, don't you? <laughs> um, so come back on Sid. Um, takes him down with a shoulder tackle, and then does the uh like it's such a weirdly placed time to do this spot he does the collapse from exhaustion and headbutt you in the crotch on the way down thing on sid he's
2: been doing that for at least five years and it's never yeah. looked better than the first time i saw him do it when yeah. he did it on earthquake slash avalanche yeah where they made it look like a genuine mistake i, I, yeah. I actually remember that you time. know the yeah. one right yeah, yeah. yeah. um and but this is every also time like he's done it since it's looked bad
3: but even for even on that scale like this is 5 minutes into a match that he has not been in the ring for all of like how is yeah. he this blown up like um Nash is in attacks both men in a manner of speaking uh slams Sid boot savage the women get in again sting does the noggin knocker on the two women valiant babyface sting just attacking <laughs> totally women cool and you would think you would think right after the last couple of weeks to be like maybe we don't attack women on pay per view i don't know <laughs> yes. no
1: they don't they they decide to fucking double down and I, splash both of them. I did
2: burst out laughing when uh, a Tony called the double Noggin Knocker the double coconut manoeuvre. Yeah. It is also troublingly the biggest pop of this show. Yeah. yeah that's what I was going
3: to bring up. 1999 crowds yep. are not great.
0: Yep.
3: <laughs> um he hits a splash on everybody as Lee said but then when he goes for Savage Savage moves uh, and Sting hits Nash ooh Uh, Nash (laughs) regains his composure in a manner of speaking what would you say Lee?
1: It's at this point we then get the loudest chants of the night of Goldberg yes
2: Mm -hmm. the one man they chanted for all night so funny oh man i missed the bit where you can hear earlier on where you can hear the hot dog guy standing next to one of the crowd mics <laughs> you can hear going, that hot as dogs well. beer get your popcorn <laughs> ladies putting my kids through college yeah. <laughs> um,
1: it just brings me back to the whole point of how fucking dumb it is that even now in 2023 the brain trust of WCW will maintain they had to beat Goldberg in
0: 1998.
1: Yeah. That still in July, the crowd are chanting for that man. But also, he's back. Yeah. He could have
3: been
0: on the show.
1: Yeah. There was nothing stopping them from putting him on the R- show. Remember when Kevin Ash saved Goldberg? Yeah. But you, and you know, it, this imagine would have been the perfect time to pay that back.
3: Imagine the pop if they just didn't randomly bring him out with Megadeth, and he came out to make the save in the
2: main he event. He saved
1: Nash's title on the show. Yeah, yeah. Just you yeah, still could have he... done it with the
2: Megadeth thing, like him announcing he's like Megadeth. I like going very, on <laughs> very, very badly of you, Kieran, to say the Megadeth. <laughs> the Meg- <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I meant <laughs> I meant after the the appearance with Megadeth. Excuse yeah. me. I'd love, I,
3: I love it if it's like the middle of this match, Megadeth run in <laughs> like they're just <laughs> running out trying to do a sound check really quickly
1: yeah, that's what I was going to as the match is going on you just see in the background Megadeth setting up on the stage
3: <laughs> yeah, oh it's like you know when um when Nakamura debuted on the main roster and just like the camera cut away from the Miz and the violinist was just standing there <laughs> and it's just like no one says anything and the camera just randomly cuts to and it's like it's a fucking Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Um. So Nash regains his composure, sort of. Uh. Sid spills out. Is it jackknife time? Uh. George comes in. <laughs> All right, right. So she's supposed to do a low blow. Oh right? boy. One is the longest wind setup for a low blow I've ever seen. And then just look, I'm just going to say it. She punches him in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like... She, she gets
1: no higher than the bars. <laughs>
3: she, she 100% can tell him how his prostate is doing. Like she She, fucking <laughs> well, hits that was, in she was
2: infatuated with him. Yeah. What we, What we have missed is she runs. She misses the first attempt. Yeah. She then goes for take two, but because yeah. Nash has Macho's face between his legs for the powerbomb, yeah. and she doesn't want to punch him, yeah. she, as yes. you said, like, thumbs Kev right in the asshole. She ends up wearing him like a fucking muppet.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Kev met the Frog it. <laughs>
3: Right, um, yeah, so uh, Big Fozzy, uh, he recoils in horror after this punch of the arse, Sid slams Nash down, macho elbow, and inexplicably, we have a new WCW champion. This legitimately surprised me, because yeah. I completely forgot this title switch ever happened, and this is something that's going to happen with alarming frequency because it is impossible for the next two years to keep track of who has the title when. Uh...
2: Do you want to know what happens tomorrow night? <laughs> if there's a title change. I know.
1: Yeah. I I, you were, I I knew the title changed on this show, and yeah. I know the title change happens. We're night not night we're night.
3: not doing another nights nitro for a while. So let me let, let us know who's going to be WCW champion by our next podcast. Go on,
1: Kieran. I'll let you, I'll let you take this one. Uh, we are, we are by
3: the way at the end of the show now. So give us the yeah. epilogue, and then we'll go for our thoughts.
2: It's a, it's another big return. It is the big orange monster himself. Hulk Hogan beats Randy Savage on Nitro incredible. the next night.
3: Yeah, incredible.
2: Savage cannot escape Hogan when it comes to world title wins. The specter yeah. of Hogan is always there. Kevin Nash,
1: the fucking genius, dropped the title before Hogan came back. Yeah, yeah, smartest man in the
2: history of professional wrestling. Well, not that smart. He booked himself in this stupid match. Yeah, but it's what? Fair. So the actual step is if anybody pins Nash, they're the champion. Yes. Yeah, why doesn't he just wax sting over the head with his own uh, bat? Let him get pinned and fuck off up the
3: bar. You say he's stupid, right? You say he's stupid, but he got to just chill out for most of this match on the apron. He worked for all of about three minutes, and he he got got a free prostate exam. Yeah,
1: he got he got a (laughs) fiston. Like so, (laughs) (laughs) it's not going to be your new thing. That's a fiston. That's
3: just (laughs) you better believe that's a fiston. Oh my god! So Kevin Nash has probably just had about par for his Sunday nights. To be fair, whether he was in the ring <laughs> oh, or not, a glass of red wine know, and he's waiting around old. for ages. Three minutes of action and
1: a fiston. That's <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy.
1: He probably still didn't horrible. take any bumps, did he? he did, well, there was one.
2: Sid? I uh,
1: people... yeah, he took no uh, Nash. He took one uh, bump. Uh, the Sid Slam.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took the, the Chuck yeah. Slam. Was it? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. God damn.
3: Um, yeah, so this match was abysmal. Um, so
2: it was a house show match with a stupid stipulation, like nobody's heart was in this.
3: Yeah, negative one star from Dave. Um, Good, bad, bad times. Um, yeah. might again have been a bit generous at that. Um, okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go and get. Both of your overall thoughts. I'll start with Karen, And then uh, when I go to you, Lee, I'll get your winners and losers because it's been a long time since you've awarded your winners and losers. So we will (laughs) give we will give that responsibility solely to you. But first, Karen, your overall thoughts on the show, as if it's going to come as a great galloping shock to anyone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) When I do the UWA stuff with Andy Ogden, I have dubbed that show a disaster in every segment. This was exactly the same. There was a botch or stupidity to some degree in every single segment. Like that eight man that I'm not surprised there were so many people wearing camo. It was a fucking war crime. That thing (laughs) just, you could get tried in the Hague for that match. It was awful. Um, That was probably my low point, I think, Uh, but in life (laughs) (laughs) it was so I, I, I put myself through this twice. I watched it once, and then I had to. When it was like confirmed, I was coming on here. Like I watched it again with notes to do notes. That's all I on you, pal. Where it took me over an hour to get through that match the second time and take yeah. notes. And like the first time was when, the first time I watched it, that was the point in the show when I gave up and went to bed and came back to the rest of it the next day. Um, at the very least, there were some things I found funny, mostly yeah. Bobby Heenan, but the rest of this. Was awful. The person I feel most so for actually is that poor bloke who brought along his Goldberg sign and got yeah. no Goldberg, nor would he on WCW television for another 15 days. <laughs> Amazing. Awful, 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 awful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee. I love the show personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, th- this was. This Lee's is at going
3: to rapidly turn this into like him coming out with Megadeth, and I, I don't let him back on for another 15 shows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, this was peak bad WCW. Like, I, I genuinely think this is the worst show we've ever had to endure for, for Days of Thunder, yeah.
3: Because, like, even like I, spe- like, I don't know about individual Thunders, but in terms of pay per views, it's definitely the worst because there might have been shows that had worse individual matches in terms of what I'd give a personal star rating to, but in terms of consistently bad start to finish pay-per-view, this is country mile, the worst on a bad show.
1: You'd still get a DDP match or a Rey Mysterio match.
3: Yeah. Or they'd lash a a bunch of cruiserweights out there for five minutes. And at least you get a breather from the bad.
1: But this, this was just top to bottom. Nothing was good. Um, and it, it's not for a lack of names on the show. Like, the, yeah. like, yeah, there's a plenty of people missing off the show. But it's still, like, up and down the card. Yeah. Like, apart from maybe the first two matches. Yeah. But there's name wrestlers in the rest of the matches.
3: Do you know what is the troubling trend that's emerging with this pay-per-view that will become a trend in WCW, like, till it's dying day? Is this well? is... This is the first pay-per-view I've noticed where a significant portion of established people on the roster aren't trying. Mm-hmm. Because there would still be, like, again, even on shows you watch that are pretty bad before, you, you couldn't always say it was for lack of trying. It was, like, bad booking that a lot of people were trying to do their best with. Yeah. Whereas now you're starting to see a lot of people are very clearly phoning it in.
1: Like you can't say that honestly. DVP gave his best effort in the show. No, and that's a guy that we know always took great pride in. But he did. But like, yeah, you look, look at this. Oh, Sting, Sting was the one Sting. I really
2: noticed it with. Like his entrance yeah. has like no. There's some flashing like lightning effects, but like lights full up. Um, his while well, his tune is great, like it's played on a fucking keyboard. He had no jacket on. It's just a. <laughs> he didn't have a bat and was sad. He was yeah. just sadly walking down to the ring. He had no bare minimum and then leaving.
3: He had no bat and I was sad.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: But then this is a man that's still reeling from the trauma of being mauled by a dog. Let us let us not forget. In the, one of the one of the great backstage segments of all time, I think we can all agree. Uh,
1: it's yeah, yeah. It's
3: horrifying gore, the likes of which we've never seen. So
1: scared by that that he just dropped his feud with the Def- Definitely
3: didn't have three foot of towel wrapped
1: around his hand when that happened. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, this this show is fucking horrendous. I, I like, I've literally been looking through my notes and I don't think I can give an actual winner out of, like, eight matches. I don't think anyone comes out of this show any better than Duentin.
3: I was going to think, yeah. like, at a stretch, I would say Bobby Heenan because he had a good night and I've missed him but, but that's we know like, where that goes yeah but I'm also really reaching at that point point. Yeah. and like he's maybe the one person on the entire program that I would not blame anything bad on the program on him
1: yeah uh, it, it, yeah him and Giovanni I feel which is kind of funny that they have an actual good night on probably the worst night of the company yeah um, losers and- everybody yeah, I mean look, nobody comes out of the show any better than they went in. Like everything is just fucking a total miss. Every feud on this show.
3: Yeah. Again, just down to the fact, like we said earlier on, like the two biggest names hyped up the week of this show aren't on the show. And Brett the, Goldberg.
1: Like like Kieran said, the big fucking orange fucking monster is back now and let's yeah. see where that goes.
3: Yes. Great mystery either. as to where it goes. Yeah. Uh anyway. Our final thing is the finish counter brought to you by Ludwig Borga. This match, uh, this pay per view had eight matches with two clean finishes. Two or er, sorry should remember
2: what the two clean
1: finishes were don't get Battle <laughs> royal was unsurprisingly. unsurprising G- no no probably no, no,
3: no i didn't get it <laughs> three three interference leading to a finish one miscellaneous shenanigans and under the category other in parenthesis non finish i have written one via fence and one via ignoring the rules of boxing <laughs> this has been a cathartic episode of days under like a group therapy session um but before we sign off Karen, thank you so much again for stepping into the breach uh do your plugs hit us up
2: all right uh so mark buckledy and i present must see matches every week a podcast covering the top 104 because of how voting worked uh matches that wrestling fans think other wrestling fans need to see all as crowdsourced by mark on twitter uh dave and lee have both been guests uh dave more than lee uh but uh dave has better taste uh, lee has better taste rather uh we'll get to more of his matches as we go further up the list <laughs> uh, so you'll get the chance to come back i'm a i'm, uh, a, be-
3: I'm a better worker though you get the
0: easy tips <laughs> uh
2: we also have people like uh James E, garrett kidney alan Forrell, and other people who aren't irish so wh park three quarters of grapple <laughs> joseph montesillo um all the stars are here as the famous bit goes uh, our last episode did in fact feature someone Irish, Eamon Bell came on and talks about the definitely must see Samoa Joe versus Necro Butcher match. Uh, and then uh, within a day or so of this coming out, uh, our chat with FMW historian Bahu about the Megumi Kudo versus Combat Toyota, no rope exploding barbed wire match will also be released. Oh, nice. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere else you get pods. Uh, Linktr.ee/slash-musty-matches to, to subscribe, and at musty matches on Twitter. And if you really want any more of this rambling, but in text form, I am at Kieran Edits.
3: Thank you very much, Kieran. Once again, uh, that does it for another episode of Days of Thunder. Welcome back into the saddle, Lee. I'm sure you're already sorry you returned. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all Do in. Do I not get to hit my plugs now? What? No, you don't. No, you don't. You're part of the furniture around here. Do you want to get in touch with Lee? Follow the Days of Thunder account where he buries Edge relentlessly. I don't tweet anymore. Okay. If you see someone annoyed about a WWE wrestler tweet from the Thunder account, it's not me. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh that's been another episode of Days of Thunder. We shall see you in two weeks in the free feed. See you in one week uh at a large man For only five Europeans a month, you can get uh double the amount of podcasts every month minimum. Uh so check it out. We shall talk to you all again very soon. Bye bye. Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder was produced by Lee Malone and edited by me, Dave Ryan. Keep up to date with the show and find all the ways to listen to us. You can follow us on Twitter at WCW Thunderpod or click the Linktree link in our Twitter bio or in the show notes. I am at the day to Dave on Twitter and Lee is at Malone underscore seven one three. Days of Thunder is a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Follow the VOW network anywhere. Good podcasts are sold for more fine podcasts than you can shake a stick at. Thanks. New episodes drop every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice.
0: Check out Music of the Mat only on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.